This is Papa Smurf. You're listening to Our Lifestyle, the podcast with ODB and the mayor. Yo, this is Rob Maji, and you're listening to Our Lifestyle Podcast. Yo, yo, as we get started, we want to thank our title sponsor, Scraping the Coast. You can visit scrapingthecoast.com for more information. Their next event, 22nd Annual, is going to be the last weekend in June. They haven't yet announced it for 2024, but rest assured, we will be out there. One of the biggest, baddest shows in the country. Get ready for more information coming soon on Scraping the Coast. Tap on the hashtag Scraping the Coast for more information. We appreciate the continued support of Custom Car Show Productions. Dude, imagine if I think all the smoke's coming from Hank. Because, you know, you remember Cheech and Chong, the movies, like when the smoke's bellowing out of the vehicles? Dude, I haven't oh, seen yeah. smoke all over the entire state in this long. And honestly, it kind of reminds me that Hank could be kind of just floating in the town, dude, heading down the Naples. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, okay. So, yeah, so we can bang this out, dude. No, I love when you say this, bang it out. Yo, 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 it's ODB. This is OLP, your mini trucking headquarters. And I think I heard, is that Hank or is that Miggity Mike the mayor? I see smoke blowing all over Florida. It's got to be Hank floating in the town. Hank, is that you there? Uh, it's me, ODB. I'm higher than a fucking kite right now, dog. Dude, there is so much smoke blowing in over Florida. Maybe you guys have heard about it. Uh, we think Hank's got, he's got like a 1977 Dodge van with the back jacked up. I think I heard that he crossed state lines earlier. Dude, there is smoke bellowing. You know, ham, Hammer and Weekend Wear Hank, right? We're talking about Hammer and Hank, right, Mike? He was coming down to try to coerce you into some hurricane hunting, wasn't he? Bro, I think what he did is he stole. Okay, this is what I heard. He stole one of those Goodyear blimps, uh-huh. and it was, and it was he, dude. He's high as a kite right now, and so he's like flying all over the United States, and just, dude. You remember Cheech and Chung up in smoke? Yes. So it's Hank up in smoke. <laughs> hey, did you see the lights of the Goodyear blimp? And it said, what did it say on it? Hank Norris. I think it's. I think it said, "Don't worry, OD is still not a pimp." <laughs> Dude, Hank Norris from Hammer Weekend Wear, the guy is insane. I think we think it could be a rumor that the entire state is blanketed with smoke because you know he hasn't been drinking, so he's got to he's got to dabble in something, Mike. You know what I mean? I mean, it could be Camel Joe's. Um, I mean, you just that's the thing. He kind of keeps it where you just don't know what he's dabbling in. Well, from what I understand is it's Camel Joe's, and he's got a whole bunch of hoes filling up that. Yes, that damn blimp is full. And for the families that are out there listening, we're talking about he's a gardener, right? So he's got a bed, and when he goes, like, he's got the pot and soil, and he's got, you know, he goes to Home Depot, and he, you know, they're, right, not back hoes, they're regular hoes. And he's got hoes, and he's got the green hoses, too. So, you know, he's prepared wherever he goes, Mike. Let's be honest. But, Mike, this episode 341, we got a jam-packed episode. We want to thank our title sponsor, Scraping the Coast. You heard at the top, Scraping the Coast. 
2024 is going down next June. There's going to be some big developments coming with it. We're excited. We hope that you will gallivant on out there with us. Uh, Mini Truck Hall of Fame, scraping the coast. But, Mike, on this episode, we're going to try to get with Joey Whitby because, you know, he's been over there banging on the dash. And every time there's trivia, he he thinks now he's going to try to come after you because he thinks if he cracks his dash from pounding on it, you know, during the trivia, that he can somehow get you to pay for it. So I I said, I don't know if that's going to work, but I could see the ruse that he's trying to do. Oh, I see. I see what he's got cooking, and uh, it definitely ain't gonna work. Only I can be the one that uh, that gets this damn um, uh, the, the the trivia wrong, and nobody else but me. It's set up for me to fail, and no, we don't want to see nobody else fail. So it's just me that's doing this trivia. I like it, Mike. Now we are also going to talk. You know, we are uh, OLP. We are your mini trucking headquarters. And we're going to talk to Doug Culp. Mike, you met him at uh, one of our favorite shows, The Spark Show. And how awesome was it to see Doug out there? And we, if you think about Mini Trucking Magazine, what Logan Wade's doing, right? Him and his team and some of the casting characters that he's pulling together, like a Michelle Boone, right? And it just uh, the Corey Floyds. And I, I mean, I don't want to put the cart in front of the horse. I mean, I think some of these, these folks are going to be kind of under that umbrella. But, you know, to have him out there and then meet the man the myth the legend doug Cole. we're gonna have him on mike bro super nice guy and it's just really cool uh to know that he was you know one of the originals and uh it was really cool to see him um meet up with um with the new age mini truck you know the whole crew was there uh with the new mini trucking magazine uh there at Sevierville. Um, uh, so it was cool to see all of them come together and, and meet and, and tell, tell all the stories. And, uh, it's always good when that's what's so good about the scene. and so good about these shows and the people that you meet and the, and the stories, you know, behind them. Yeah, no doubt. So hopefully we'll, we'll think up with Joey Whitby, his son possibly, and we'll have Doug Culp on again. You're not going to want to miss it because Doug goes all the way back to issue one of many truck and magazine this summer of 88 man i'm kind of talking myself into the old man deal now but the episode overview is brought to you by our family at hammered weekend where they've been with us since the beginning h-a-m-m-e-r-d weekendwear.com mike and dude adam and dizzy they continue to refresh the website when you go there we gotta up our game dude they've got all of their shirts plastered right there the bride freestyle and obs oh by the way top dog I tried to talk them out of putting a banana hammock on a shirt, but it didn't work, Mike. Yeah, I'm sure they regret that now. But, hey, it, it's on there. It made <laughs> it, and uh, it, it, it's all good, man. Yep, and I got to say the tacos and tequila is a fan favorite, I'm hearing. So big ups to the family at Hammered Weekend Wear. Hey, Game Over is probably one of my favorite of all time. Mike, you, I've heard you playing some little flip in the banana hammock, so I cannot wait to see this reenacted, you know, with the shirt on. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to be crazy. But, dude, Mike, the general updates, man, I hate to dovetail into, you know, I always kind of give you a hard time, but I'm going to give myself a hard time, dude. The pack. The pack came back against the Saints. Didn't really get a chance to talk about that. Unbelievable comeback. Really probably shouldn't happen because they just didn't play good the whole game but of course the pack go down to the lions and dare i say the lions might be the new kings of the nfc north for now mike we'll have to see well i don't know for how long but as of right now they definitely are the new kings 
of of uh, of the NFC uh, South. I hate to hear that, Mike. Now here, I got a bone to pick with you, man, because Hank texts me and he goes, oh. "Dude, he goes, you got to give Mike a hard time on the next episode because there's two words that come to mind. I was the last to know, and I thought, you know, I thought I kind of kept my ear to the scene." But there's a show. I'm trying to remember the name. It was After Dark, I believe, is what it was called, or Dark Dark Out Dark Matter. And my understanding yeah. is it's coming back. But there was a little bit of intel that I had gotten from you earlier in the week. Could, do you mind breaking it down here, or are you allowed to share? Are you still under that NDA? Uh, no, 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 no. It's absolutely, man. Um, basically, uh, quick story. Uh, you know, Brian Weeks and. Uh, and Robert with Sunset, uh, they wanted to throw a nighttime show. Uh, I got way too much other shit going on that uh, I was like, "Hey, would you be interested?" I, you know, I threw out a number, and they said absolutely. So they uh, they took over uh, after dark, and uh, as you've seen, they just posted up, and uh, and it's going to go down now, February uh, February eighteenth. There, Quaker Steak and Lube. So. Uh, Make sure you guys are hitting up, you know, the the page, um, hitting up the page and and getting those uh, VIP spots and uh, hitting them up to, for vendor spots and and uh, and uh, and uh, sponsorships. So uh, come out and have a damn good time because it was always uh, it was always a fun show. And now I'm going to be able to go out. I got my my VIP spot already, and uh, I know OLP is going to be there. So uh, we're uh, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, after dark, I think they're gonna put their own spin on it. The a remix, dude. Roll the windows up when the temp goes up to the mid eighties. Kind of some M joints, but dude, seriously, that's the weekend after the big game, Mike. Because we can't say the SB words here, right? Because you know, like we no, don't get no. trouble. But you know, the big game yeah. is Sunday, February the eleventh, twenty twenty four. So sounds like it's gonna be that next weekend, and I like it, Mike, because you know it's close to me. Oh, it's fucking, it's right down the road for you. Oh, yeah. The general update's brought to you by our kinfolk at Lone Star Throwdown, Mike. You know where we're going to be next February. Speaking of February, the uh, from the time of this recording, about 142 days, which doesn't sound like a lot. February 23rd, 24th, 25th, Conroe, Texas. Mike, you know, LST 2024. Hashtag's already popping off. Go tap on that hashtag and follow it for more on LST next year. Mike, I got one question for you. Are you ready? Now it's time to get serious. Are you ready? Dude, I am always ready. This one's going to be fun one. You may get it. You may not. According to the hit 1981 song, Tommy Two-Tone, if you dial 867-5309, you will reach a woman with the what first name. So according to the 1981 hit song, Tommy Two-Tone, T-U-T-O-N-E, if you dial 867-309, you will will reach a woman, a woe man, woe man, right? That's from Axe Murderer. So I married an Axe Murderer. You'll reach a woe man with the first name, this. And the only cl- clue I'm going to give you, there was another famous person with this name that had the last name Craig. So Mike, um, so just for those so, at home, because I got to kind of narrate this, Mike, for those scoring at home, Mike is trying to sing through the song right now. You know what I mean? Because I would try to do that too. You know, I mean, you know, Tommy Two-Tone. 
Yeah, I know Tommy Two-Tone. So you're asking me what the girl's name? Yep, when he calls that number, um, what's the girl's name at the other end that he's going to talk to? Is it Jane? Close. You got the J. I'm going to give you one more, Mike, because, I mean, we're, we're kind of getting typecasted here oh. as the biggest a-holes. Now, who would do such a thing like that? I don't know, man. I think Hank's out Come there on. slewing our name through the ground. Never. The name Never. Was, the, na- the song was written by Alex Call and Jim Keller. Performed by Tommy Two Tone that was released on the album Tommy Two Tone Two Eight Six Seven Five Three O Nine. Who's gonna nine, answer, nine. dude? Uh, bro, I I know the number, but I don't know who fucking. Uh, I don't know. Jenny, 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 and it was the famous Jenny Craig, dude. So, you know, again, yeah, we got it. We got to We got to make it fun because you know the Joey Whitby's are out there. I mean, probably ripping their dashboards out, kind of like a whole Hogan. Yeah. You know how you'd rip a shirt. These guys are right now doing the dude, dude, Mr. T ripping the taxi door off. You know, I mean, I've seen it, Mike. That poor dash of his, man. God dang it. (laughs) All these damn ones I've got, I've gotten wrong. I bet you he's killed that fucking dash. The poor dash, dude. Trivia with Mike brought to you by The Spark Show. One of our favorite shows every August, Severeville, which is a stone's throw from Pigeon Forge, Mike. We love this event, thesparkshow.com. I hope to see you guys out there next year because it's that awesome of a show. Uh, you know, Mike, all you need is an endorsement like this. When Phil Fowler says, yo, this show was popping off, I'll be there next year. Dude, th- th- say no more. The Spark Show 2024. Oh, always a good time, man. Always a good time. Mike ODB live and uncut or Miggity Mike the Mayor live and uncut. I don't really have much this week, but so I just wanted to see, like, is there any one thing that you've kind of seen out there, maybe the feeling that you got going on right now? I know you've been hustling. You're ready for the holidays. The snowbirds are kind of floating back in town. Hell, Hank's floating back in town with smoke clouds crazier than Pigpen from freaking Charlie Brown, dude. So, like, what are you, what are you predicting for the rest of this year? All hustle? Well, it's definitely all hustle, and obviously we're going to be preparing for Eastbound Get Down January 12th through the 14th. I hope you guys, pre-registration's open, get your, get your parking spots, get your Pavilion VIP parking spots, sign up to be a vendor, sponsorship still available. Let us know. We can help you out with all that. But this weekend, all everybody that's heading up to um show down in the valley you guys have a great trip um enjoy it's supposed to be nice and cool up there um it should be a great time um not gonna make it got too much work going on right now um but uh everybody heading up there i believe there's a lot of them leaving thursday from florida and uh, especially scotty the body and uh and mrs body you guys you know have a safe trip up there and uh, enjoy the show man it, it should be beautiful weather and, uh, you know, the, those guys, um, it looks like, you know, they've been pushing hard and it looks like a great show is about to go down up there and, uh, and, uh, in the Valley. Yeah. And I did want to link up with those guys. It just didn't kind of work out with what I got going on, but we highly would suggest this event. Unfortunately, a few years ago when mini Nats had gotten pushed to October, you know, that was an unfortunate thing, but it had a lot of people scratching their head going, man, this time of year, it's nice, you know, and it led to this, right? I mean, that's how shows kind of start, but we wish them all the success, and we know these guys have, have supported a lot of different events, and we know that they're out there hustling, and they're going to do, um, I think they're going to do big things, Mike. Uh, no, I definitely think you're going to do big things, and 
And uh, those guys, uh, you know, have done a tremendous job of pushing that show. Uh, they got great sponsors, and um, and they're a good group of guys. So, and obviously, everybody knows the venue. Um, so it's a great venue. And uh, tell you what, this time of year, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be a little chilly, but at the same time, I think it's gonna be nice. It's gonna be a nice change. So, uh, you know, wish them nothing but the best, and and make sure you guys drive safe and enjoy it. No doubt. ODB or Miggity Mike the Mayor live and uncut this week is brought to you by our family at Get Decked. Joey Dilworth at Get Decked. If you're a show promoter or maybe you want to put your main squeezes, a.k.a. your husband or wife, uh, vehicle on a skate deck, hit up Joey Dilworth Get Decked. That's Get Decked underscore VA on Instagram or Joey Dilworth on Facebook. He just did some for Sean over at Rad BMX Build. So he continues to expand out. And, Mike, I'm excited to see what uh, he can bring to the table in 2024. Can't wait. Uh, The scene updates, Mike, I had saved some things. A very unfortunate thing happened. The other day, I woke up to the news, and a lot of people had posted about uh, Tom McQueenie. And uh, Tom was a longtime RA member. He uh, is sadly missed. I know a lot of people were just blown away. I think it was something that was very sudden. Uh, I don't have the details, so as you guys know, I don't like to speculate or anything like that. But I'll tell you, Mike, we saw the the scene really rally around. You know, people that kind of knew him, people that were very close to him, his family. Everybody was sharing the Tom McQueenie RA uh, logo. So to his relaxed atmosphere family and anybody that knew him, uh, certainly may he rest in peace. Absolutely. Now, Don Garling Jr., he also posted... Wow, what a day. I wish we uh, had a bad dream today. My brother Dave Garling passed away in his sleep. Even though uh, we did not see eye to eye, uh, I still loved him. And, um, you know, again, it reinforces something we always try to tell people. You know, you just never know when your time is up. And I think about it all the time. My born day is coming up in November. And, you know, it's so easy because we, you know, if we're lucky, we wake up the next day and we do our thing. And, you know, we have our battles and we have our feuds and we go to work, we hustle hard, but certainly all that can be out the window the next day if you just, if you're no longer here. So do the stuff you love and um, love what you do, Mike. I, I don't know what else to say. Well, if you don't do it, uh, you know, you, you never promise tomorrow, man. Yep. You're definitely not. Not going to share anything else, really. Uh, We're going to keep this episode kind of moving along just because of sake of a few things Um, we've got to knock out this week. But uh, we want to thank Garage Gear Clothing for the continued support. Uh, You can go on garagegearclothing.com. They do have options for free shipping. You can visit them throughout the country, including at Mini Nats. And Mike, by the way, dude, these guys are toppling everything in sight. They got their new trailer and they've got their old trailer up for sale, so I was going to ask, like, if you could buy it and park it at your house, and then, like, maybe I could just kind of borrow it for, like, maybe a couple years or something. Well, as long I, I'll buy it as long as you get the new uh, truck to pull it. <laughs> okay, yeah. Because, see, what I was going to do is we'll back it right up. Because I told Shannon, if we back it by your front door, we would be fine, I think. I mean, nobody's going to say anything. Oh, absolutely. No, no, no. They definitely won't mind. Because we can can't, we'll get it wrapped in camo. We'll have Joey or Thad from Icon Sign Designs. We'll have Thad wrap it in camo and you'll never even see it sitting there. Yep. You won't, you can't see me. You can't. Yeah. Dude, 
dude, remember Hair Bear got me on that. He goes, you can't see me. I go, what are you even talking about, dude? Is some a, ra- a wrestler? <laughs> some, I met the wrestler, and I could I could see him. You met the wrestler, yes. Dude, he was playing hide-and-seek. Uh, but, again, thank you to Garage Gear Clothing. Good people. Visit their website. Show them some love. Well, hey, Jay, one thing that I haven't heard you say anything about yet, but uh, I just, oh. just want to say congratulations and welcome back. Bidden Fantasy is back at the Obby yes. Casino. Yes. And if you've never been, that is a show that you must put on your list and uh, and get out and check out because Brian and crew, uh, they absolutely kill it out there. And that show is one of the, the, the top shows that you'll ever go to. Yeah, and keep me honest, I believe with some of the renos and even maybe possibly with COVID that they had peeled away from that location. But Brian and team at Forbidden Fantasy They've always been clear, and they said, hey, we will be back as long as all the, the, the stars align. We'll be back at Avi. And you're absolutely right. This morning, that was the first post I saw when I woke up. Um, FFF underscore show on Instagram. They're basically putting the line in the sand March 23rd. So it sounds like it's kind of going to be that one day. I mean, it, of course, it'll be an all awesome weekend. But, um, you know, these guys have been doing it 30, give or take, almost 30 years, if not 30 now. And, um, you know, Mike, you've been to it, and, and that's a great endorsement. So we wish all those guys a success. And then don't forget, uh, they've got their own podcast, too, Brian and Frank, uh, with The Drop. So check that out. I know they recently had the guy on that owned uh, truckrun.net. So give those guys some, you know, some love. Mike, the, the last thing I wanted to share with you, and then we'll wrap up our segment, is Eastbound Get Down. FAQ, dude. I got... Um, I think I'm checking the mailbox right now. I, th- I might have one, maybe two questions that have come in, like newer ones. You know what I mean? Because, Mike, sometimes I think people, they, they kind of want to know, you know, the ins and outs, the inner workings, the inner sanctums. Is that how you say it? Of kind of this yeah, eastbound get down, like this conglomerate that you and John, because let's be honest, I'm not involved in this. I love to see the success that you and John are doing. I'm just here to kind of help, you know, Put, you know, push the show for my buddies. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And we appreciate everything that you've been doing, uh, and helping along with us. And, uh, and we look forward to, to seeing, uh, even more of what you put out there for us. Cause I know John, you did that video of him and his, uh, of his escalate and he freaking, he, he loves that damn video. So yeah, keep pushing it, keep putting it out there for us. Uh, we definitely appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. I think he likes the Drake song more because you know I'm going to pull up the gems sometimes, and that Drake verse is hot. Whether you like Drake or not, I'm not a huge Drake fan, but his lyrics in that track are just like, boom, they're fire. And, you know, because Mike, John's fire, and John's Escalade's fire, and Jimmy's Running Customs is fire. So I kind of figured, uh, although, you know, fire's not always good, like in the card game, the fire emoji means <laughs> you're, you're the shit, you know what I mean? Yes, it does. Yes, it does. So, Mike, and, uh, your video making is pretty damn good. So, I I don't know if I can go as far as saying fire, but it's it's pretty damn good. ODB, uh, I like it. I like it. So, Mike, the 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 first question this this one I think could apply to like a lot of different people because you know sometimes people are going to have like an odd make and model. So, this guy had sent an email and he said, "Hey, I've been looking at the website. I've been seeing the social media. Everything's cool, but he wants to know he's got a Pontiac Fiero." And he wasn't sure if it fits into the show. And he goes, I know a lot of shows sometimes have like a first, second, third classes and all that. And he didn't go as far as asking, do you have a Pontiac Fiero? Thank God he didn't ask if we have that class, if you guys have that class. But he wanted to know, like, could he still register and kind of float into the show? 
Um, absolutely. Um, we will, uh, we will definitely take his money and we will park him way, 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 way don't back. Say back. Mike, don't say that, Mike, if he's listening, he's not going to want to hear that. You mean you're going to park him kind of right up front, right? Right in the Oh yeah, yeah, pavilion. yeah. That's exactly what I meant. Yes. That's exactly what I meant. Yeah. He's got five. He, he sent a photo. I don't want to really want to share it, but it, it, it's got five stars and, um, you know, the reason why I kind of said that, too, because if you guys didn't know, the Fieros, they were known uh, in the 80s for catching on fire. So that's why I kind of <laughs> said, fire's not always good. But in the card game, the fire emoji means, you know, good. So, But uh, hopefully he'll bring the Fiero out there. And, Mike, you never know. He could he could place. You know, he could get a trophy. But he'd have to be oh, there absolutely. to get it. Because we learned that on the last episode. You can't just ship these things. And there is definitely no shipping. Either you're going to there to accept your award, or you better have somebody uh, there to accept to get your award for you. Because there is definitely no shipping of of uh, of awards. All right. Well, I think we we have one more time for one more, right, Mike? I mean, because it looks like All we right. just got yep. another one that just kind of popped in here. I can't believe this one just came in. Uh, someone asked if um, if animals, any type of animals, are allowed. Okay, all animals are allowed other than ODB. All <laughs> animals are allowed. Come on, man. See? Just, just, just one. Because, dude, he is an, an ODB animal. and Hank together are fucking animals. Dude, top ropes, so, But bro. just make sure you have your animals on leashes, number one. And number two, you clean up after your animals. Yeah, because, okay? yeah, you know, um, you have to bring the bags and do all that, you know, because that spreads diseases and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wait till the next episode to ask about cuz I I might have submitted a question. You know, they came in about some issue that I had with, you know, last year I kind of got in trouble at Sinners and Saints and I don't know if I'm allowed back and all that. So, but I think I think kind of Hank, wow. I think Hank, you know, he took the rap for that. So, hopefully I can come back cuz Sinners is Sinners and Saints. I know um the big homie up in New Jersey. They sponsored uh the yes. is it the Friday night deal? Yes, the Friday night pre-party um, this year is sponsored by uh, Mark with Atlantic Truck City uh, Truck Meet. Yeah, so that that's great because, dude, the camaraderie there, isn't that a good little space? I mean, whether you're drinking or not. Dude, I didn't drink any beers last year, and I hung out down there. We had our jackets on. It was cooler out. Dude, we were big pimping in there. Bro, we had a blast last year. And uh, now there are the host hotel is sold out. That's on property, um, but we do have another host hotel, so you know, no fear. Um, we have we have more room there at that other hotel. Um, but if rooms do come available, uh, the manager will let me know, and we'll get you know we'll let you guys know. So uh, you know, don't don't worry. Uh, we do have rooms, and we'll get you guys we'll get you guys a room. I would tell people to get the tent that kind of goes over the bed of your truck and just sleep in that, but it it could get chilly, Mike. So let's you know we want we don't need no hyperthermia or anything, you know. No, we definitely we definitely do not want that, and uh, you know we don't want anybody freezing. Yeah, and you or, know the shrink uh, the shrinkage we learned from George Costanza. You know the shrinkage could you know kill your game if that's you know if you float in the town uh, you know. Have a good, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, time. we definitely don't want you to get no, no, yeah. <laughs> don't get no shrinkage problems and uh, and killing your game. <laughs> we definitely don't want to do that. Definitely don't want to do that. Well, Mike, it's been awesome. I know that's a weird um, thing to end on, but episode 341 brought to you by our title sponsor, Scraping the Coast. Uh, I know we are a little uncanny this episode, but Mike, hopefully we'll talk to Joey and his son, and then we'll roll into the, the man, the myth, the legend, Doug E. Culp 
of course, uh, tied the lineage back to episode or issue one of Mini Trucker Magazine. I think that's all I got, Mike. Stay on the rise, brother. Hey, brother. Absolutely. Thanks again for everything. And hey, Airhead Nation, get low, stay low, and make sure you guys hit up eastboundgetdownshow.com. Get pre-registered, vendors, vehicles. Let's see you guys in January. Hey, hey, we're super excited. Before we get to Doug Colt, the living legend, we got another guy. I wouldn't call Joey Whitby a living legend, but Joey, I think you would call yourself a living legend, wouldn't you? Well, I pity the fool who says I'm not. Yeah, I was just talking to Mike earlier about you were slamming on the dashboard, and the dash is ready to come out of the truck now, I think, dude. But but the trivia is always fun, isn't it, Joey? Absolutely. Now, I, I know, listen... Recently, I know your son moved, and that was a big thing for you. Yes. But did you? Uh, are you going to surprise me? Did you, you told me you had someone else on the phone? Why don't you introduce him or let him introduce himself? Go ahead, Tyler. <laughs> Yo, what up? Yo, Tyler, the future, a, f- a true future mini trucker. And if if I understand correctly, I know your dad. You know, he's a little braggadocious. He likes to talk about his son like any proud father. But he said you've been mini trucking a long time, Tyler. Man, I've been mini trucking since I could walk. Dude, I like it, man. You know, you're kind of like, like I tell Joey all the time, you know, a true MC in hip hop, you know, that's a microphone controller. You know, he takes over and he, you know, boasts about himself a little bit. And Joey was like, yo, Tyler's been holding it down. Why do you like mini trucking so much, Tyler? Um, well, I mean, honestly, starting out, it's pretty much all I've known yep, <laughs> as yep. far as vehicles go. I mean, my earliest memories are riding in the extra cab of one of my dad's mini trucks. And throughout the years, it just keeps going, mini trucking, keep on moving. Dude, I, I like hearing it. Now, you've had your hand in some projects, right? And a lot of younger generation, yeah. you know, you guys are kind of on Facebook and you grew up in the social media era. Do you kind of find yourself, is it is it is it tough to struggle or is it tough, I should say, to, to focus on one project or what are you got going on right now? <laughs> or is that a bad question? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so for me, yeah, it, it, it's kind of, it's kind of hard. Cause I, I jumped through projects quite a bit. I mean, my, my first mini truck by technical standard was my Oh four Tacoma. And I mean, that's the truck I was learning how to drive in. Uh, my dad had it. Uh, he bagged the front of it, did some work to the back, you know, and then I ended up taking it over playing with it a little while. And then, uh, let's see, I ended up selling that truck, moved into a uh, older Toyota pickup. I didn't hang on to that thing for maybe eight months. <laughs> it was a, that thing was a cursed from the start to put it lightly. And I just kept moving through trucks since then. Um, I've kind of slowed down. Um, I think I've had about 20 different mini trucks since I started driving Dang. 20 to 25. <laughs> and how old are you, Tyler? I'm 22 now. 22, bro. You've had more cars in your shorts, adult lifehood than I've had in my entire life. I love it. I love hearing this. <laughs> now, when oh, yeah. he now, gets it from his dad. Yeah, he gets it from his dad. His dad's, you know, I heard, you know, Joey's over there. He's a hoarder, man. You know, he's trying to he's trying to get his roots going with all these trucks. But, you know, Tyler, I know it's a tough subject for your pops, you know, that you make this move, right? You recently lived in Arizona, and you move to yeah. Tennessee. Do you at least have some homies there? Have you met up with so many truckers? Uh, yeah, I have. Um, I moved out. um I actually moved with my buddy, uh, Aaron Duffy. He's a pretty good buddy of mine. And then uh, his girlfriend, uh, Brittany Beasley, as well. Beasley, um, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, actually, just after Aaron moved out here, uh, one of my homies from Sunset, California, he actually moved out to Tennessee uh, last December. His name's Chris Vigil. 
so I've had I've had a few I have a few homies out here, and I've actually met quite a few other people since I've been out here. Um, so I haven't uh, haven't been by myself. <laughs> I, I do like hearing that, and it's ironic because there's a guy Scott from Florida that from RA Florida he moved up there, and then there's the famous guy Derek from Vice Pick, Vice Grip Garage. Of course, he's been uh-huh. in some AutoZone commercials, and now he's got a show on Motor Trend. He sold some property, and he moved to Tennessee. Tennessee's kind of becoming this mecca of car enthusiasts. I think it has been a long time, but there's even more and more people. What drew you there? Was it was it one of the homies that's like, yo, I'm going to move to Tennessee, you should come? Or what What was the real draw? Honestly, it was more impulsive. Um, <laughs> my, oh, okay. uh, my dad actually wanted to move. My dad actually wanted to move to Tennessee first, and uh, I was gonna I was gonna stay in Arizona, and I was gonna keep kicking it out there. And uh, when we actually drove out to Mini Nats for my first time in Mini Nats, uh, we came through Tennessee. We ended up stopping at uh, my buddy Aaron's house, um, more West Side Tennessee. And uh, as we're driving through, I just <laughs> I kind of fell in love with Tennessee, and I was like, man, I'm I'm done with Arizona. And then let's see, it was April. Two months later, I mean, I, I was out of Arizona and moving to Tennessee. Yep. Well, th- this would be a good time for me, Joey, to cut a promo because Mini Truck and Nats, aka Mini Nats, twenty twenty four, the pre registration is going down now, and it's a little different. It's not based upon first come first serve. You can go to Mini Truck and Nats, and uh, you can submit your registration. And Joey, as you know, they do have an approval process, but it's pretty cool, yep. and they let in over seven hundred. It, uh, over 700 vehicles. It's mini truck in with an IN nats.com. And you just go to MTN 2024 pre reg. And um, uh, uh, Joey, it's one of your favorite shows. You've gallivanted all the way from Arizona a couple of times. Oh, I, like I told you the last time, I'm going to make this a year round thing. Vehicle or not, I'm going to mini nats. And you know, this year at mini nats, uh, as long as they're all approved, RA is coming in strong from the West Coast. Yeah, I like it. I like hearing it. Now, Tyler, when yeah. you first went to Mini Nats, right? You're kind of you're part of that younger generation. You go there. What stood out to you? Like, you know, if you think back to the memory or memories that you I'm have, sorry? what's like what's one of your favorite memories from Mini Nats? For Mini Nats, yeah. um, dang, actually, it's kind of hard to pinpoint it because I mean the whole the whole time it was just an amazing time for me. I mean, I had I hadn't been to a show like it other than. Uh, scraping the coast and scraping the coast was the furthest east uh, show I've been to um, ever. And then we go out to Mini Nats, and just the whole experience was overall probably one of the best shows I've ever been to. Um, the whole weekend, I'm just chilling out with good homies, cruising around. Um, got to cruise around a lax taco. I'm sure a lot of people saw the video of my dad hanging out the sunroof. That was yeah, fun. hard taco. Yeah, yeah, saw that. <laughs> I'm a pretty so. big dad. <laughs> that's good stuff yeah and so, do you believe yeah, the I mean, cruising the, the aspect weekend. of it yeah and it's it's all it's totally free all the cruising you know what i mean yeah i uh when we like i i gotta bring my own truck so that's actually what i'm working on right now is i got a 1990 toyota extra cab and uh we're pushing to get that thing fully operational and at least looking somewhat pretty for the show <laughs> that's awesome and joey i gotta give you props for learning your son you know wink wink you learned them well because you know mike still says like toyota cab pl- or mike says toyota extended cab and i go mike that could get your mini trucking card revoked you know at least tyler knows it's an extra cab you know what i mean joey <laughs> exactly now exactly t- mazda cab plus and toyota extra cab 
Yeah, we're going to do an episode. Track. We're going to do an episode eventually on that, and we're going to see who knows all of them, right? We're going to go deep into the the dungeons of you know the extra uh, cabs. But Tyler, a couple more minutes here. Um, when you think about some of the trips that your dads went on with Tom, and you know, I'm sure you know Tom, and then your dad comes to the Spark Show, and you guys kind of gallivant around. Is it pretty cool knowing that you know your dad's been around doing this a long time? But oh, by the way, Tom's also kind of you know living this limelight mini trucking kind of life here, uh, buying up all these trucks and and pretty much going across the country. Is that pretty cool to to know these guys, man? Yeah, I mean it's pretty cool because uh, I mean it's it's interesting for shows because uh when i started going out east more for the shows with my dad you know i'm trying to walk around with him and he's stopping everybody's stopping him or he's stopping to talk to everybody and i don't know any of these yeah, people you know, like, come they on, come dad. up to me but they come up to me talking to me like they know me which is cool but i've never met any of them but it's because my dad's out there running around telling people about me too so it kind of throws me off especially when i'm not with him because when i'm not with him they still come up and you know it's a little awkward at first but once they explain how they actually know me, it, I open up pretty quick to it. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's moving east was probably a really good idea. It was probably one of the best decisions I've had for a while. <laughs> Gets a little hot and, in uh, Arizona. I've yeah. been enjoying it. Now, now, Joey, you really love your son, man. I know you were pretty beat up about him moving, but the good thing is you've already made the trek over w- at least once to visit him. Yeah, and I plan on doing it again. Um, I'm actually looking for a house in Tennessee right now. So, I may be making the move. I, I think you're just jealous the East is holding it down with all these shows. Dude, if you think about Mini Nats, and you think about the Spark Show, and Scraping the Coast down in the South, and Eastbound Get Down. Oh. I mean, dude, you would you would probably, I mean, I hate to say this, you'd have to quit your job, because you'd be gallivanting more than Mike. There's 52 weeks in a year. Mike's gone about 48, 49 of those, dude. I want to see if you can maybe beat him one year. I'm going to have to do it. I, well, I, I think I did it the my uh, first year of uh, Relax Taco when, you know, Scraping the Coast, Slam Fest, Battle and Bama, Mini Nats, you, you know, did, Utah, you did all right. Oregon. You did all right. I mean, Tom and I went all over the country, East Coast to West Coast. Yeah, must be nice, man. Must so, be nice. You know, those are the comments you love to see, right? Yeah, must be nice. <laughs> uh, Tyler, look, last question for you, man. You know, you're young. And we want to let you get back to doing what you're doing, but you're young. What do you hope to accomplish over the next, you know, amount of time that you plan to stay in the scene? Is there any goals that you have set in your mind? Um, honestly, I just want to get to all the shows that I can. Um, I want to make my truck, you know, I want to progress it as far as it can go to make it the best that it can be. And that's what we're pushing for right now. I want to go to all the shows that I was missing out on when my dad was going around the country. Cause I just couldn't, I couldn't attend with him. Um, so being out here makes it a lot easier to go to a lot of these shows uh, meeting new people is one of the huge things. I mean, I went to camp and drag for the first time last year or this year as well. And, uh, I mean, I, the whole weekend I was out, I was, we were barely at our camp, our campsite and we were just meeting everybody. You know, it's, it's really just getting out there, meeting everybody, seeing how the scene is in different areas and seeing how everybody is and looking at a bunch of different types of trucks and seeing how everybody builds them is always pretty fun for me. Um, especially with me coming in, trying to build my own trucks and starting to get more into actually doing the work myself well said well said tyler whitby for president dude i love it man and that's what i would tell people i would encourage people if you think about eastbound get down in january lone star throwdown in february you start getting into mini nats scraping the coast you know all these amazing shows 
and it's it, you're going to get hook, line, and sinker when you start going to them because you meet people, you have fun. They become, you know, basically like family, you know, truck show family. So, um, t- Tyler, we're going to go ahead and, and, and see if you got any last words before we let you drop, and then we'll finish up with your pops. All right, yeah. I mean, honestly, thank you for having me on here. It was pretty awesome, pretty pretty cool experience. Yeah, stay on the rise, dude, and we want to see you. You know your continued success. We know that you're enjoying it out there, and uh, you know make some inroads with some of the good kin folk there in Tennessee. Yeah, definitely going to keep going at it. I've been you know, a lot of people, cool people out here. Excellent, excellent. Uh, Joey, anything glass for your son before he drops? Uh, the only thing I was going to say is, you know, Tyler is running circles around with me, building his own truck. You know, I'm the bot not built. He's the built not bot era. I like it. So, and and he he's striving to be the best he can. You know, and building a badass truck. And I can't wait to get out to Tennessee and cruise with him. Uh, I miss cruising with him because you know that was our thing every weekend. And when the time is right, I'll be in Tennessee cruising right next to him in his bagged and body Toyota. I love hearing it, dude. Salute. Uh, Tyler, keep in touch with us, and uh, we can't wait to see some progress on the truck, man. We'll see you at Mini Nats next year, if not sooner. Yeah, of course. I'm going to definitely see you at Mini Nats, but uh, I'm going to try to make some other shows beforehand. You got it, and be safe up there in Tennessee. All right, thank you. Joey, how cool was that? You know, you uh, surprising me, didn't even tell me. You go, yo, I got a special guest for you. Uh, and you knew that it was kind of aligning with when we had uh, Jackson Rodell on recently, you know, Rob's son. That's something that I want to kind of turn the corner a little bit, as you know, and try to make sure that we pay the right respects to these younger guys coming up. Even Jordan, you know, you got a chance to, I think, link up with him recently. You know, he's not as young as your son, but he's certainly younger than you and I. And that's pretty cool, right, that we can kind of engage the younger audience. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I chopped it up with Jordan at the uh, Cruising for Cancer show, actually. Uh, Great kid. Uh, Good head on his shoulders. You know, and I can't wait to see him at uh, the next show. I, I think he uh, pre-registered for Mini Nats as well. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it's some of the buzz. It's really cool to hear some of the buzz that I know you've heard some of it as well with some of the West Coast kinfolk that's planning to make that, that cross-country trip. I mean, the commitment, as you know, that it takes, right, the time off work, the fuel, all that stuff. But how fun it is, you know, kind of floating in the town Thursday, having all of Thursday to kind of kick back Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Dude, it's truly what Jay Bell and those guys have done. You know, his team is extraordinary to bring people all throughout the country. We, I mean, in my opinion, we haven't really seen that since Greenville. And you went to Greenville back in the day. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I think it was, Tyler was born in 01, 02, 03, 04. Was it 05? Did yeah, it was something. I always get the years mixed up. It was like 03, 04, something like that, or 04, 05. Somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, I'd have to look because I think I still have some pictures from there, but that was a great experience. It definitely was. It definitely was. And what IF Customs was doing back then, bringing people yes. together, uniting people, getting people to do this cruise. I know you've kind of made your efforts to do that. It is a huge commitment. I think it's tough for people to take, you know, especially as we get a little older. It's either you're really in this or, you know, you just can't do it, right? And there's going to be special occasions kind of come up, and I think that's what's going to happen next year because with the 30th and with the buzz that people see with all of these reels, I know we're, you know, constantly sharing them for mini nats. What that reinforces is that, hey, it is the mecca 
maybe the best mini truck show in the world, possibly. You know, you could slice and dice that with Japan. I'd put it hands down best mini truck uh, show in North in the Americas, dude. That's counting South America and you know Alaska and whatever you know Antarctica and all that or something. Well, yeah, I mean, it's counting the Bermuda Triangle. Japan. Japan has their mix, and we have ours, so Mini Nats is definitely the the best mini truck show on this Arctic thing yeah, that we call America. This, well, yeah, how you call it, um, what's <laughs> called? South, a, South America, or North America. What's that <laughs> round thing we live on? It's called a um, bas- uh, Super Bowl or something like that? Something like that, I forget. Earth. But but when you go to Mini... I thought the Earth was flat. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Those crazy people. Um, <laughs> when you go to Mini Truckin' with an I-N, Nats, Mini Truckin' Nats, and you click on MTN 2024, which stands for, of course, Mini Truckin' Nats, that basically takes you over. Uh, they're using the Google Forms, uh, you know, Google Docs. And if you're signed into Google, it automatically enters in your email. Uh, if you've got multiple Google accounts, you have to click switch account and then just select whatever one that you're registering, right? That primary email address you're going to use, but you fill in some basic information and you have to uh, uh, provide a link or uh, upload a photo or photos. And that way that's part of that approval process, right? Uh, You know, Joey, if you think about it and it's very, very easy to do, you can even do it on your phone. Oh, absolutely. Hey, uh, speaking of uh, shows, if you don't mind, did you hear that Forbidden Fantasy is back at the Avi? I heard, uh, we heard, and we we're hoping you were going to bring that up because I was going to. Mike brought it up earlier, and you know Brian and team, right? They have been promising, hey, it's we're going to get back to the Avi. You had people kind of going, you know, this other place isn't bad, but man, we really had a blast. And he goes, yo, don't worry. So uh, Brian and and the cast of characters there in Forbidden Fantasy, they're making it happen. And to your point, yes. they're back at the AVI, the Avi. Absolutely. And that's that That was their best uh, spot. Forbidden, actually, when, uh, for, I remember Forbidden when it was over at Lake Paris. It was huge. Back in the day. And then he moved it over to, to Laughlin at the Avi, and it's still pretty big. And they have, you know, grass parking. It's right there on the water. And it, it this year... I got I got it just in time. I booked a room at the Obby before it was sold out, and it did it just in time. Yeah, well, if Hank comes into town, he might have to sleep on you know like a mat- air mattress or something. Right. Every time that I've gone to Forbidden at the Obby, I think I went twice because after that it was gone. I had to stay in like Laughlin, like down in the the Strip, and you know it's not like you can just hop, skip, and jump when you're at the Avi. It's a little bit of a drive from the Strip to the Avi. No doubt. No doubt it's going to be fun. Uh, People can look up FFF underscore show on Instagram for more information. Certainly big shout-out. Joey, we're getting ready to roll in. I know a lot of folks are waiting patiently for Doug Culp. Doug shot the first mini truck and cover. Oh, by the way, he also shot the cover of issue number two. He shot other covers other publications as well his roots i'm just going to give you this one little hint they predate mini truck and magazine and not everyone knows there was a magazine that came out in 1980 that was called mini truck it was mini dash truck yep uh you know you've seen it before and his roots literally people are going to learn this about him here in just a minute they go all the way back 
uh, to the good old days, dude, over 40 years ago. And that's awesome to me. Man, that's, that's a long time. That was before me actually. So yeah, I was going to say, and you know, the only thing that's standing in people's way of hearing that right now is Joey Whitby. You know what I mean? So yeah. What do you got to say? We out here? No. I pity the fool. <laughs> yeah, brother. Let's roll into it. Let's keep in touch. And, dude, uh, yeah. shout out to Tyler. He's a good kid. He's up and coming. He's doing the damn thing, and I love hearing it. Uh, we got to link him up with Jackson and some of these other younger kin, uh, kin folk um, so they can do the damn thing and, 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 and fix to learn us what the next generation is going to do. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, I've watched Tyler build his truck. Uh, I help him in the garage and uh, he's, 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 you know, to be honest with you, Tyler picked up a welder at seven years old, dude, and he was laying beads better than I could at seven. And I knew he was going to be a welder of some sorts and he, he's killing it. I mean, he's living his dream doing what he wants to do. So, and that's awesome. I'm proud of him. No doubt. No doubt, man. Well, listen, stay on the rise and we'll talk to you soon, homie. Let's roll in to Absolutely. Doug Culp. The first cover, Mini Trucking Magazine. He shot it. More to come. Thank you guys for all the support. Make sure you subscribe and or uh, click follow for our lifestyle podcast. Stay on the rise, everyone. Hey, hey, so excited to sit down with Doug Culp. And, you know, we said earlier, I know you won't want me to say this, you know, kind of a living legend in our minds. Uh, but Doug, thank you so much for taking the time. Yeah. A living legend. I, I really wouldn't go that far, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah. That's we, okay. We, we love having you. Uh, for those that don't know, we're going to talk about some of the lineage that goes back to the eighties, especially the first issue of mini trucking. But I wanted to kind of just start where I always start, you know, do you mind giving a little bit of background about yourself, Doug? Uh, well, sure. You know, it's, it's a long and storied story, but you know, uh, I can do that. The, you know, uh, originally I was, uh, born, born in Connecticut and moved to Florida and in Florida, you know, I went to high school with some guys that were kind of into cars, but I really didn't know that much about the cars. And something that intrigued me was a, uh, a Toyota pickup truck that I thought was really kind of neat. And I didn't, I didn't know about the culture of uh, mini trucks at all at that time. So um, I still had the truck when I went to college and I actually found a copy on the grocery store shelves in the town where I was going to college that was called mini truck magazine. Wow. Yep, yep. Not mini truck in. And it kind of intrigued me. And, um, I thought that's kind of cool. So, I mean, I, I had no inclination towards being a photographer or a writer for it at the time. I just thought it was kind of an interesting thing that was going on with these guys in their trucks and so after college, I came back and I started working in a photo lab. And the guy, one of the guys that worked in the photo lab with me was a guy that kind of got into a similar field of doing photography for a magazine. But he was a pro wrestling advocate. And he loved going to the, you know, at the time it was like Andre the Giant and, you know, Hulk Hogan and things like that. So he would do photography for 
uh, I think it was called Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And I was like, I was intrigued by that. I was like, that's kind of cool. So a few few months later, I, you know, after reading through Mini Truck, I kind of got this urge in my head to say, hey, how come? And I and I, I wrote a letter to the editors and said, you know, how come I never see any trucks from Florida in your publication? And they didn't answer me directly. They answered me through the magazine in their their readers' letters kind oh, of thing, yeah. where they you know, they would go in and you know it'd make a take a letter that somebody wrote. And you know, back then there was no texting, there was no email, sure. yep. none of that. It was all paper and pen, you know. And and that's how I did it. I wrote a letter on, on a piece of paper and mailed it to the magazine. And it's funny because I, I was looking through the magazine and I saw my letter with a response. And I was like, wow, this is kind of cool. And basically they said, hey, you know, the reason you don't see any trucks from Florida, uh, which is where I lived at the time, and the reason you don't see them is we don't get down there very much. We, have, we haven't been that, down that way. And so they basically went on to say, if you see some really cool trucks down there, we'd be interested in seeing them. So take some pictures and send them to us. And this was the mini dash truck magazine or was this? Right. Mini okay. Truck. Yep. Right. Yep. And that was originally uh, published by a company in Costa Mesa, California called uh, Wright Publishing. And they had two magazines at the time. They had mini truck and they had hot VWs. Yep. And I think they had and, dune buggies too. Well, that's what it was. It was hot VWs and dune buggies. Oh, got it. Type, right. Oh, and God. Right. Part. Dune buggies and hot. You're, you're right. Yep. 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 Right, right, and they were they were doing all of that, and back then it was a guy named Chuck Coyne, and uh, R.K. Smith was doing stuff like that, and with Jack them. Jack Rees or Rise, something like that. Right, Jim yeah, Hart, I believe so, something like that. Yeah, yep. there was there was a there was a plethora of guys that you know were down down in that area that were doing stuff, and so out of nowhere though, I think a year went by, and the mini truck magazine went under. They basically sent out a letter saying that was our last issue. We're sorry, but you know, here's a refund of your uh, subscription, and we hope to be able to bring it back out at a, a later date. And that was it. And it was basically done. Yeah, forty nine issues, November uh, nineteen eighty through like December eighty four. That that time period. Right. And it was very strange because I was like, oh, well, great. You know, okay, well, that was fun. I had actually sent them two or three features before that. Um, One was a Chevy Love truck called Night Moves. Uh, Then there was a classic Nissan or not. I wasn't a Nissan at the time. It was a Datsun. Yep. And it was a... uh, it was a beautiful truck that this guy, and I, I had met him at a World of Wheels show in Miami. And I said to him, I said, hey, you know, I'm trying to do these issues, these things for Mini Truck Magazine. Would you be interested in stopping by my place on the way out of town so we could do some photos? He was more than happy. He was like, oh, yeah, that's fantastic. I'd love that. So he stopped by. And we did a photo shoot, and I sent it out to the magazine, and they printed it as their center spread for that particular issue. And it was called Misty Magic, and it was a Pro Street, early 50s model Datsun. And at the time, you know, 
that was very unheard of. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody did anything like that. It had a Chevy 350 in the front end of it. Nobody did stuff like that to old Datsuns, you know. It was very un- unusual for that to happen. Oh, yeah. So, and then I had, I think I'd done one other uh, story on a truck that was from Miami. And I believe it was a Chevy Love also. And that was it. I'd done like three stories for them. And then out of nowhere, like I said, they, they closed up shop. So the funny thing is, is about a month after that, I get a hand typed letter from Steve Stillwell. Wow. Who at the time was, you know, running and being the editor for uh trucking magazine, mm-hmm. which I had known about. I'd known about the magazine for, you know, many years, but you know, I never thought, oh man, I'm never gonna do anything for trucking. I don't know. You know, that's right. That's a that's national too- publication. <laughs> They've been around since seventy five. Right. And I just thought, oh no, that is never and they they were mostly vans at the time. Mm-hmm. And so after getting that letter from Steve, I was like, oh, this is great because that broadens the amount of vehicles I can do as stories for them. You know, not just mini trucks, but now I can do vans. Now I can do full-size Chevys, full-size Fords, you know, could do classics, you know, unusually built classics, things like that. So I thought this was great. And he asked me straight out, hey, he says, do you have anything in your files? And I go, actually, no. I sent everything I had to Mini Truck. And uh, he's, I said, they published all of it. He says, well, why don't you see what you can find down there that'll fit ours? And my immediate thought was to go to van shows or van ins, as they called them. Uh, and, van, you know, back in the day, vans were all about camping. So they had vans that were just... They were like luxury hotels on the inside. <laughs> right, right, exactly. And so I ended up finding a couple of van camping events. And there was a few nice vans at them. Nothing that I thought was super fantastic. But I, I did their events and Steve published both of them. I was like, oh, okay, great. So I started talking to the van guys and saying, hey, can I uh, do a couple of feature stories on the vans? They were like, yeah, absolutely. So I, I did probably about six months worth of, worth of vans. Wow. And Steve, Steve comes back and goes, we're going to get away from vans now. We're going to start going towards pickup trucks. And I was like, really? Okay. And I said, what about the ones that I sent you? Oh, I'll, we'll, get, we'll, we'll weed all those through and eventually uh, just concentrate on the trucks pickups and mini trucks and even four-wheel drives things like that so i said okay that's fine so i head back to the car shows and i start looking for those kind of vehicles and i started finding quite a few so everyone i saw i would just pull them aside and say yeah i'm doing stuff for truck and magazine and of course they're ecstatic because like truck and magazine yeah california's yeah you want me to be in your magazine and I come, well, not you, but your truck. And, <laughs> right, right. And I said, in extension, you, but, you know, first of all, your truck. So I, I pulled like five or six pickups out of um, different shows from Miami to Atlanta. 
and photographed them and then did probably, you know, like I said, five or six of them. And they eventually got published one at a time as, as time went on, because uh, at the time, you know, Steve was all about getting East Coast stuff. Mm-hmm. So he did not hesitate putting something that might not have been as beautiful as something out in California, but was still for the East Coast was still very unusual. Oh, yeah. Now, so, I want to ask you this before we get too far. So, we're talking about Doug Cole obviously got in, in roads back to the publication days in the 80s, but yes. my understanding was your your father, he worked for a company that did, was was he the one that worked at the company with the, with the plane engines and things like that? Right. Pratt Whitney Aircraft was a engine, uh, aircraft engine company. They still are today. But they've, you know, they've moved into stuff like rocket engines and helicopter engines, mm. uh, all kinds of fun stuff. And it's it's kind of funny because if I hadn't, if he hadn't moved me to Florida with the family, you know, I, I probably never would have gotten into this at all. Uh, so yeah, he, uh, you know, just the move from Connecticut to Florida was was crazy. Was big. Uh, yeah. Now let me ask you this: like, so your your father is in that that sector you're going Mm -hmm. i think you had told me before like you know going to like camping events they were big into that that's you know it's big everywhere but i think it's bigger in the north too where it's a little cooler did like any of that stuff like were you ever at stuff and you're going oh wow like uh, i like these trucks or look at the like was there any kind of automotive connection you had kind of before than what you said uh what really pulled you in with with moving down to florida no no i my dad was not much into cars at all. He was absolutely, you know, absolutely a, a aircraft engineer. Got it. So okay. he was not in any way that way, uh, far as uh, as as mechanics was concerned. Uh, he did have some favorite cars back in the day, but he never had any inkling towards working on them. Yeah, he had a really good education. I think University of Alabama. Yeah, he was a he had a mechanical engineering degree from U, U of A, and um, that's when he got his uh, his first job in the aircraft industry uh, was through Pratt and Whitney, and then in Connecticut they were doing R and D in Florida, but the Hartford, Connecticut plant was mostly manufacturing. So since he was a designer, they moved him to Florida, and he was more than happy to get out of Connecticut. <laughs> Give me out of that snow. The snow was not his friend. Let's just put that. <laughs> it's not my friend either. No, that's that's he great. Exactly. So yeah. so rest in peace to your pops. Yeah, I'd imagine he. Yes. You had told me that he had passed on, and rest in peace to your your family, your your yeah. mom as well. Yeah, I'm the only only one left of the whole of the cult family. Well, other than cousins that I don't even know where they are. Yeah. Anymore. Yeah. But for yeah, sure. that's it. Now, if we fast forward back to kind of the era that we're talking in. And, mm-hmm. you know, you're going to these van shows and obviously that you start to see the transition, you know, Boyd, the trucks become even hotter than they were. You know, the vans yeah. are kind of getting phased out and whatnot. But my question to you is, do you, like, is Steve going, hey, what about these minis? Um, or do you catch wind that, hey, by the way, we're going to, you know, in eight, we're talking 88, you know, probably that early 88. They go, you know, these little mini trucks are getting kind of hot. We're going to branch off and do a special, you know, summer issue do you remember any of that oh absolutely yeah i I have a feeling that he he had that in mind when he started talking to me he knew i was doing stuff for mini truck magazine originally right and when they offered to have me 
they flew me out to California and interviewed me about taking a position as a feature editor wow. uh, in California. And that was a big deal for me because I, I was literally still in college and I was working towards trying to finish my degree. But their offer for a guy like me at that time in, in my life and in general was just like too good to be true. So I kind of sat and said, well, should I, should I? And then I went back and forth and they said, well, we want you to come out. We will pay your way to get out here. We will give you this much salary, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And I said, okay, I guess I'll give it a whirl. Give it a shot. Wow. So you and, did accept that. I mean, I knew you worked there, but I I wasn't sure where this was going. So that's great. Yeah. No, no. They had brought me out. And actually, Larry Savetra was the guy that kind of helped me decide that because he and Dan Ledbetter, who yes. is um, – He's from VW Trends fame. Yep. They were doing it. They had actually flown to Florida to cover a Volkswagen show in Orlando. And I didn't know Dan at all, really, but I had I'd spoken on and off to Larry here and there. And Larry says, you know, they're looking for somebody to do a feature editor if you're interested. And he kept saying stuff like, oh, it's so fun. You get to fly all over right, the country. Right. Yeah. This, that. And I was like, hmm, okay, all right, well. And then that shortly after, that's when Steve said, you know, you want to fly out. And I, I said, okay, you know, let's do it. So I flew out there. I actually got uh, wined and dined by the um, <clears throat> the editor at the time was Ken Yi. And oh, right. uh, he was he was the the overall editor you know, editorial director of every magazine they had. And, and McMullen had quite a few, you know, besides, uh, trucking, they had street rotter. They had VW trends. They had, uh, all Chevy. They had a book called popular cars. I'm trying to think they even did one called auto sound and security at yes. one point. Oh yeah. They did one. They did one called splash, which was for the jet ski crowd. Let's see who else was there. There was there was a whole bunch of different magazines, and I I can't even remember all of them because some of them you know some of them came and went. Yep, they didn't stick around. They just didn't fly. Uh, but Truckin' and Street Rider were the two biggest ones in the company. And after going out there and working on staff for a while, I really did not have a a good time with California. <laughs> just, no. just to say. Coming from Florida, crystal blue waters, gorgeous blue skies, clean air. Uh, it was similar, but a whole different lifestyle. Wow. So I was I was not feeling the greatest about it. But they were getting ready to do the mini trucking magazine. And because I had that background with mini truck, Steve kind of said, you know, um, you know, see what you can do, go through our files, see what you can find. So we had a big, massive file cabinet full of old, old features that never got published. So if you look through mini truck and you'll see a few of those in there, uh, those are the ones that are generally black and white. Mm -hmm. And if you go through there, there's probably three, three or four that uh, I literally had to go back in there find the photos and look at their tech sheets. And that we had, we had said we would send out tech sheets to everybody that had photos uh, shot, you mm -hmm. know, and the tech sheet were, you know, describe you who you are, describe how you got into the 
you know, mini trucking or trucking, describe, you know, your truck in detail. I mean, there was some serious detail they wanted right. when it came to the technical specs of a vehicle. It was deep. And a lot of people just left that blank. Yep. So I had to come back in and figure out how to write a story based on the limited amount of information Info. that were giving us and you know i was not good at that you know that was not my forte but steve says give it a shot bring it into me we'll look it over and see what you know we can do to tweak it and i learned a lot from from him doing from him doing that with me and i thought that that was you know pretty cool to have steve Stillwell telling me how to write a story so uh i went through we picked out uh i don't know several features that were from older you know they they might have been sitting in the files for five or six years you know that's how far back we were digging and uh so they were they were past their prime basically but you know we needed to throw this magazine together and other than running out and trying to find a bunch of vehicles you know we were doing a lot of things to fill pages um oh yeah and if you look through there even michelle did a story about the club uh, you know, mini truck clubs and Michelle was our editorial assistant and she didn't really write, but she was good at organizing. So she oh, yeah. would go through all our archives and look for photos of, of uh, mini truck clubs uh, and then take it and put a, a montage together. So that was pretty cool that she got to do that. And then there were several things in there that uh, Larry, Larry, uh, was all about the truck racing. He loved the the uh, sport truck racing. So there's that story in there about about that, about uh, doing the um the mini truck racing. And he would go out to uh, these tracks in different parts of California <laughs> and um, do photography of them racing, and then write up a story about it. Oh so yeah, I thought that was that was pretty neat. Yeah, it is pretty neat. And when we talk about the first issue, I've always wondered this. You know, you're when we look at the table of contents because I had this issue out the other day, and when you, it was a unique issue because you didn't have the main center, center spread with the feature cover vehicle. You know, you kind of had these four vehicles or so. Now, right. when we talked at the Spark Show, when when we think about the inside, the table of contents where it has the little square and it talks about you and Larry, did Larry like shoot the blazer or did he help you shoot the Nissan? No, the, uh, the racing photos were all his. And okay. I shot the blazer. The blazer was one that I had just recently shot oh, and pulled it out. And I said, yeah, this we should throw that in there. And then the story about the Nissan was that uh, I was I had made friends with Roger Plant, who was the owner of Concepts, as you know, a small. He was a small bodywork shop. You know, he did anything that anybody asked. Basically, he was in Buena Park, and he was good friends with um, the guy that owned Stall Industries. Mm -hmm. And Stall Industries was a big advertiser with uh, trucking and mini trucking, and they heard that we were going to do this issue, this special. They said, hey, we're building this Nissan. You know, we'd like to, can we somehow get it in there? And Steve and him worked on the on the deal. And uh, he says, yeah, well, why don't we have, you know, get you, have it painted up. And the first thing the guy from Stull says is, oh, yeah, my body guy 
And he says, Roger Plant. And I go, oh, Roger's a friend of mine. Yeah, no big deal. Yeah, he'd be great. <laughs> and so the two of them show up with the truck. Uh, and it was just a plain red Nissan hard body with no wheels, no fancy anything on it at all. <laughs> and, he, and Stephen uh, looks at him and goes, hey, we're trying to go go to print on this in a month. Get it done by then. And he's like, sure, I can, whatever you want. So he goes to, to Roger. He says, this is what I want. Here's all the parts. Put it together. Literally, he was still putting it together that day in the parking lot. <laughs> That's awesome. And uh, so wait, he his building was a flat-roofed warehouse, and he had a fairly good-sized parking lot um, out front with no lines on it or anything, but it was kind of an old beat-up parking lot. So Larry and I, you know, and Steve, we kind of said, you know, what do we want to do with this? And he said, well, the biggest, the best part of this truck is all the graphics on it. Mm -hmm. So why shoot it up from looking down? And I said, well, you know, the truck's already over at the Concepts building, so let's just go get a ladder and climb on the roof. <laughs> there you go. And so it was Larry's camera, but, you know, between the, he and I, we were directing the model and the position of the truck and uh, that kind of stuff. We were kind of like, you know, this is where we should think it should be. And then when we gave that particular uh, chrome, which back in the day we used uh, Fuji Chrome and Kodachrome film. So we just called them chromes. So we would tell the, the art director for Mini Trucking, who was the same as Trucking, and says, Yeah, here, this is what we want to use for the cover. Well, the first thing he did was look at it and say, Oh, that driveway looks terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and we were like, Yeah, but, you know, what are you going to do? Have the guy repaint it just for our shoot? And right. He says, Why not? And he's, so next thing you know, he says, oh, I can fix it. So he basically blacked out everything other than the truck and the girl. And if you look really close on the copy, you can see the shadow on the ground under the truck ah. is a slightly, slightly different black. Yeah, than the I black see that Hebrew. now. Yeah, yeah, I never noticed. I guess I never noticed that. Yeah, and what's neat though, I, I would think that Steve and some of these guys, and you know, we had Alan Paradise on in the past. I know he was kind of in that inner circle to a certain extent and you could maybe shed light on that. But the, the cool thing was, is like that front, that, that three quarter shot from above, you know, now you just use a drone or whatever, but it, it kind of was yeah. very unique. And I would imagine that as many copies as they printed, you know, for three bucks, you know, I know three bucks is not what it was, you know, now uh, I would imagine right, it right. really caught people's eye. Yeah, I think so. And the fact that the graphics on the truck were kind of bold and, you know, they're not what they are today, obviously, but nobody was really doing anything that crazy other other than the neon Nissan, which I don't know if you've ever seen. That was a truck that was uh, shot. Larry and I shot that one. Uh, oh, that yeah. Had, yeah, 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 absolutely. I'm going to be posting some yeah. more um, footage of that soon. Yeah, that was a that was a, a truck that we discovered at a show, and uh, he had done like a, a neon look to his graphics, and I think that might have been one of the starts of you know the wild graphics that you see today. Mm -hmm. uh, was that truck, and it was iconic at the time. So it was it, I I don't remember seeing anybody do graphics like the one on this Nissan on the cover. Uh, except for that one truck. Most people were doing 
just pearls or candies and um you know minimal graphics but there were there were some very unusual graphics in fact if you look back if you ever get a chance to look back on mini truck there is a couple of vehicles in there that have some very unique graphic paint jobs on them but nothing like today's stuff you know yeah, I got to get my collection going on those. I know a couple, I think my buddy Radar from West Coast Influence, I think he's got the whole set. Again, there's about, yeah. you know, 49 of those. But um, what was unique, though, is when I first started going through every issue on YouTube, I I wasn't, my database wasn't as vast then. But now I've went back and I'm, I'm slicing and dicing it more. Um, I haven't mm-hmm. went and I haven't listed, I have like every feature, but I wasn't writing down in the database who shot every feature. So I, I can't rattle right. those off the top of my head yet. But what right. was interesting yeah. to me is you basically, so you have issue one, you know, famous first issue, but issue uh-huh. two, um, what what I call ain't no joke because it had the ain't no joke uh, with a kind of young, like a, like a Zach Morris from Saved by the Bell type kid on the cover. Oh, uh, yeah. That uh-huh. was a cool one. And so like you're basically, your name is tied to, you know, the first issue and then winter 89. That's awesome. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I literally, like I said pre- previously, I was not, I was not in love with California. Right. So what? It was not long after that that I decided I wanted to go back to Florida. Yep. So uh, I think in in eighty nine, you know, maybe March or April of eighty nine is when I I hit the road. <laughs> yep. Now, how did they react to that? Were they like, eh, it, or did they were they understanding? Um, they knew I was unhappy. They knew that, you know, I was having issues with being out there with no family. And uh, at my age, you know, it's, it was tough. tough yeah. You know, I, I didn't know anybody. And um, it was hard. I mean, I had a few friends from Florida fly out and, uh, you know, spend a week there once. And uh, we had fun when they did that. You know, we hit all the, the movie studios and uh, the Disney and the, you know, Knott's Berry Farm and all those local attractions. But once they were gone, I was back to my by myself. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's kind of hard if you're a transplant, especially in those years of your life, you know, and yeah. if you weren't like, hey, let's go party down, you know, Sunset Strip and get yeah. crazy and all that. I mean, you were you were kind of like a fish out of water, it sounded like. Exactly. And the smog was, was really getting to me. I mean, I didn't have asthma, but I could really feel it in my lungs. The smog in LA was brutal. Uh, and it was very dry out there. So, you know, you just, you dried out, you know, in that weather, you dried out unless you were born into it and were used to it. You know, you kind of turned into an alligator. (laughs) Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You know, your skin your skin was all crinkled up. You know, you were, I, I literally was putting lotion on my hands every wow. like three, four times a day because my hands were so dried out. Yeah. Yeah. From Northeast yeah. to the South to the West. I mean, that was, that was a lot of moving and, you know, in those yep. different, different climates and stuff. Now I want to talk about a little bit early in the nineties, but before that, when you think about, I know our friend Ed Eister, he's just a great guy, great supporter of us. Um, he's He had some good uh-huh. things to say about you, and I'll bring that up in a few minutes. But he okay. when you know, he pointed out to me before, like D.E.K., right, was Doug uh, E. Cole. Did you, were, there's yeah, probably and- things that you did in the magazine that people didn't realize that you could only do maybe on paper so much per issue? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, one of the, the uh, unknown uh, policies 
that McMullen had, and it was it was you know the whole the company wide wasn't just trucking or mini trucking was they did not want you to do more than three bylines with your actual name. So in mini trucking was difficult because I had so much in that issue that I only I could only do so many of my own name in it as far as the byline. Now the photo credits were another thing. You can photo credits could be me all day long. But the byline, which is you know the part that says, you know, this article by you know Douglas E. Culp, that was that was the limitation. I could only have that on three different articles. So if you look through the magazine, <clears throat> you'll see like different stories that have my photo credits on them, but they will have a different byline. And that was true with everybody, Steve, Larry, uh, even Michelle. Michelle didn't write much, but she did have to have a, a pseudonym for her name <laughs> so that you know she could stay within the rules. Uh, but if you look through the magazine, I had, let me see, I'm just glancing through here. Yeah, uh, I'm glancing through, and I, I remember having names, and I would do a version of my name where I did, instead of Douglas E. Culp, I would do Edward Douglas. Ah. And then I also did, uh, what was the other one I did? Well, I did my dad's name, and I, but I couldn't use his last name. I couldn't use the Culp part of it, so I called him Bob K. <laughs> Interesting. And then Steve, Steve Stilwell, he had Harry oh, Stevens. Yeah, someone had. Yes, yeah, someone had uh, shared. I think it was. It might have been Alan Paradise that chimed in one time and said that. Yeah, uh, yeah. He he his one of his na side names was Harry Stevens, uh, and then there was another one. Let me see. Uh, it's funny. There was one in here that was kind of funny. Let's see if I can dig it up real quick while I'm looking through here. And while you're looking at that, remember, rest in peace, Courtney Hollowell, years later, you know, or, or yeah. around that time he came on board, but then remember he started using the Wyatt Strange. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, is, you know, when, when Steve approached us all and said, yeah, you got to come up with other names, you know, I started trying to keep it as like, you know, you know, I have a little clue that it was me, but it wasn't me. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. So. Like Douglas Edwards or the Edward Douglas, you know, because if you knew me, then my middle name is Edwards, and you'd oh, say, yeah. "Oh, hey, that's that's him." Yeah, and then but no, and Steve's middle name was Carrie. Got Steve it. Steve Stillwell, so he would do Carrie Stevens. Yeah, and, and even him, uh, as high up as he was, he everybody kind of went with their like a a pseudonym name. I think is what you call it. Yeah, pseudonym, right? Yeah, and that, that's what he did. Uh, was his. He actually another one that I thought was funny, and I just I wish I could remember what it was. But we also had uh, a few um, freelance guys that would do work for us and several other the McMullen line. Uh, Bob McClurg and Bob, the closest thing to a center spread in the first issue was the one that Bob did was Mission Accomplished, yes. which was a, which was a beautiful truck. And that was actually one of Bob's submissions that he put in probably six months before, not knowing that we were doing a mini truck in magazine. Interesting. So, 
Yeah. Bob was really good. He was a good photographer. He was very funny. I enjoyed, you know, his company when we did talk. Yeah, when you look through the magazine, there's a a story about Euro Ranger. Yep. Uh, And that I put Bob K on because that was my my dad. Oh, Larry's, he had one called Stephen Romero or (laughs) Stephen Romero. That was Larry. Gotcha. Uh, Yeah, interesting. So. And if you you know you keep looking through, you see oh, man, mini truck has got all these people working for them. It's like how can they have so many people? <laughs> hey, uh, that's and, what we used to think. We're like, man, they got a huge budget. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then you know the slammerized, which was the little samurai. Yes, gummy. I'm looking at that now. And now I was going to ask you about that. That's my Robert Stewart is my father's first and middle name. Ah, okay, yeah. So, if you so look up the top. It's got my name as the photographer. Yep, yep, at the at the bottom. Now, I posted this the other day because it's funny. This That samurai really captures the 80s, like the, the, the color. Yeah. I mean, the, the wheel offsets back. You know, it right. just has everything. And I posted it as a reel on Instagram, and I got like 18,000 views. I mean, it was like a five-second <laughs> reel, you know, put some good 80s music to it. And someone chimed yeah. in. Of course, you know, I mentioned it was Robert Vargas of uh, Escondido, California. And someone had chimed in. They go, man, I remember seeing that. They're like, I think it got stolen, and that's why nobody it ever did. saw it again. Wow, you remember it, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. As a matter of fact, when that happened, a couple of mo- a month after it happened or something, Steve or Brian or somebody had this idea of putting that photo on a milk carton <laughs> with a with a have you seen this truck wow and there was if it, i don't remember who did it if it was in our in-house staff or who it was exactly but they have a picture they have a, a story with that you know telling the story about how it was stolen and uh i thought it was kind of funny that they put it on a milk carton yeah and i think it, i think it was an issue of mini trucking Yeah, Yeah, I think I do remember that. And for the kids that are younger, that was like a thing in the 70s and 80s, probably even in the early 90s, where it's like if there was a missing kid, so you'll sometimes see that in different comedy skits, you know, or someone on a milk carton. Not an Amber Alert, but that's what they would do. Yeah, we put put on a milk carton. Yeah, Yeah, we put my co-host Mike on a milk carton before, you know, very to make a fun joke, you know. Uh Um, Yeah. But, yeah, that that's a neat thing about um, – and I always give credit back to the publications because if you think about – we were very fortunate to have, you know, in this hobby to have a magazine like Truckin' was this overarching conglomerate, and then they spin off and go, oh, okay, mini Truckin'. Oh, by the way, yeah. Sport Truck, people forget, that's also 88, right, around that same time. So, yeah, it, but they were Peterson Publishing, right? Oh, that's right, in the very beginning, right? Then, then eventually they were acquired, I think. Yeah, but, yeah. I think Hoyt Vandenberg went over to them. Uh, I think he was working with Truckin', and then they they hired him off out of Truckin' staff and said, you know, hey, we want a guy from Truckin' to do our new book, and, and he went over there. I think that's Yeah, the it was story. something like that. And, 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 you know, we're very fortunate because we can look back, you know, like we're doing now, and we can say, oh, yeah, this truck, and then and with mm-hmm. social media, somebody can go, oh, yeah, I remember seeing it. That thing got stolen. Now I'm talking to you. You shot it. You're like, oh, yeah, I remember that. It's like you know, 35 yeah. years ago. It's like that's that's the cool thing about our memories, man. Yeah, yeah. And, well, that exact truck was funny because I saw him at a show in 
San Diego. And I think it's funny because I think Steve even told me maybe a couple of weeks or a month before that, that they wanted to get away from the usual Toyota, Nissan, Chevy Love, you know, Mazda. So yeah, that's when I said, Hey, what about this one? And uh, he's like, yeah, let's do it. So I, I did a couple of shots and the model was a friend of mine who uh, I had used on a couple of other yep. other events as well. And Dawn. so Dawn Morgan. We were, right, Don, we were at a show and I, I pulled the guy aside and said, hey, you know, can we do this quick little thing? He's like, oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, so I thought I thought that worked out well. Yeah, um, no, and that, it, that was cool. It is funny, too. And, you know, speaking of things that happen in a very short amount of time and ideas that come to mind while you're out on the road, there is a a story in this issue uh, called Wild Window Art. Mm -hmm. I was sitting at a show and I noticed that all these guys had, you know, their club logos painted or etched or who knows what on the back of it. So I ran around the show and got as many shots of the back of these trucks as I could. And I said, this will be a page. This will be worth a page. <laughs> right. Right. So I brought that back and showed it to Steve and he says, Oh yeah, that'd be great. And, uh, he actually, it says the mini truck and staff, but I think I did that. I can't remember. Right. Right. Yeah, because like you said, you know, it's like with some of those things, that's how the idea comes about. And then if he just gives you a thumbs up, you run with it. Because I know over the years they started – you probably were the the first one because they started doing like kaleidoscope. They do graphic ones or tailgates Uh with, you know, the license plates and all that. Yeah. It kind of started that that trend. Well, you know, I was at a show in Bakersfield too where another trend started. Um, It actually – it started as just a window art thing. But there was a company in uh, Phoenix or Yuma or something like that in Arizona that did neon signs. And they figured out how to put a 12-volt transformer into a truck. And they were bending neon to fit inside the back window of trucks. And the first time I ever saw that was at this show in Bakersfield, or excuse me, Victorville. And I did a feature on the truck as well, but and and then the neon after that. And next thing you know, just out of that one little idea, this guy in Arizona turned it into a business and was selling pre-made neon Logos. signs were custom to put you could just plop them in your truck and they would have anything from you know palm trees to uh dolphins jumping or, or whatever they would have it all pre-made that somebody could just buy and put in their truck yeah that's just interesting to... and and now we're seeing yeah. guys do it whenever uh, guys in the truck scenes doing them with truck logos because you know now the technology is like with leds and all that stuff but right. you still have those vibrant kind of 80s i call it kind of call it miami vice style colors that are so popular mm-hmm. i mean they're just ultra popular now so it is well you know crazy as an offshoot to that, when I went back to Miami, you know, Steve was begging me to do some shoots. When I bet went back to Florida, he's like, you know, I need stuff from Florida. You, you got to come, you know, you got to start doing it again. Because <clears throat> for a while, I was kind of like, I just wanted to get away from it. But the weird thing was, is he, he kept calling me and uh, all these other people that knew me 
were like, yeah, we got an event, we got a show, can you do coverage? And I, was, yeah. and I sort of hemmed and hawed about it, but I went ahead and did it. But at a show in Miami, I saw a guy who had done a, and it was the, the coolest Mazda truck, it still had the rotary engine in it. And he had done neon in the bed in the shape of a skeleton. And I was like, wow, this is awesome. And I said, who did that? And he says, well, there's a company in Miami that does neon signs. And I went and contacted them and they said, well, yeah, it's funny thing you called because we're actually putting together a line of neon to put <laughs> under, under your vehicle. Wow. And they were doing it for everybody, not just mini trucks. So I told Steve about it. He says, oh, yeah, see what you can do. Can you do a night shoot? Can you do a shoot where you see the tenant? And I found out there was a, a sub shop called Miami Subs. Mm -hmm. They had the quintessential pink and blue yes, lighting all, all over their store. So I said, hey, can I use your store as a backdrop one night? And then I gathered up like three or four trucks and did a photo shoot with the neon under it and then that becomes a craze <laughs> so the influence of the magazines on the culture is is undeniable yes but it's just so bizarre to to think back as to how these things started oh yeah and if you if you think about two like you know we're kind of in that same era january 91 so you would have shot this you know three to six months prior you shoot uh -huh. the late the um, the S10, the purple, and with the gal on the beach. Do you remember that one? It was the purple S10. Uh, you're talking about Swamp Hopper. Yes, Swamp Hopper. Yes, that was a guy. And there's there's a, a cool story that goes along with that. There was a guy I knew through connections and through uh, you know just doing doing things around Florida that owned a store called the Bug Hut. And he was all about Volkswagens, but he decided to put a mini truck show together at one of the water parks in Orlando. Oh, right. Water mania. Right. Water mania. Exactly. And he had me come up to several shows and I did coverage of those shows several times. <laughs> and one year he comes to me and he says, Hey, I, I built this, this low rider S 10, uh, that I, I want you to look at. And I said, okay. So he didn't tell me this, but the guy from Sport Truck Magazine was in town, and he talked him in, talked the guy into letting him shoot the truck for a feature in Sport Truck. Mm -hmm. Well, the guy, I think, gosh, I wish I could remember his name, but he goes, "Hey, you want to go? You know, I'm supposed to meet this guy to do a photo shoot on my truck." And I said, "You what?" And I said, what are you doing to me? He says, we don't have to tell him that you're, you know, who you are. We could just, you know, you could just be a fly on the wall. And I'm, like, uh. I'm like, okay, all right. So we leave the show, go to his house, and the sport truck photographer is there taking pictures of this S10. Uh -huh. But it's in front of the guy's house. It's not, you know, it's not the, you know, it doesn't have a model. It's just, you know, a generic shoot. So I looked at I looked at the guy, uh, the the bug hut owner, and I said, "All right, now you've done it." He goes, "What do you mean?" I said, "Now I have to shoot the truck, and I have to do it in a better location, and I have to do it with a model." And he says, "Done. I've got it all lined up." And I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> he says, "We can go to this place. It's a lake, 
with a white sandy beach. And the owner of the property said, we can come on and shoot anytime we want to. Wow. And I, I was like, okay. And I said, and then I go, what about the model? And he says, well, I happen to have a girl that does stuff for the bug hut, you know, for our catalogs. And I, and I said, well, you know, who is she? And he, he says, oh, this is, I can't remember her name either, but, you know, there's so many names. Sure. But uh, she was like, oh, yeah, I'll come out. It was like Sunday after his show. And he put me up in a hotel just so that we can stay and do it for the next day. And we set it up, put it on the beach. She got in there. I did the whole photo shoot. And then I put the package together the next day and sent it to Steve. And I said, Steve, this truck just got shot by Sport Truck Magazine the day before I did it. Anyway, <laughs> you can. Yeah, and I go, any way you can get it in uh, mini trucking. And he calls back. He says, we're putting it on the cover in the next issue. I pulled the one that was on it. Oh, awesome. <laughs> so he had had an issue ready to go to print. And then he says, hold the presses. We're putting this one on the cover. And boom. And I don't know what the reaction at Sport Truck was, but they probably were like, holy moly, how'd they do that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Because the sport truck guy, the sport truck guy knew that he had just finished the truck too. So I was just like, okay, this is cool. You know, when we get to scoop the competition like that. Oh yeah. Uh, now the so then just for everyone that knows that was the third credited cover that you had, and then uh, Jan so January again, but four years later. We have a connection to to this guy. We call him the real Matt Smith. His name's Matt Smith. You shoot <laughs> the Izuzu and Scott. Um, I think you pronounce his last Lamp name Scott Lampum. Lampums. Lampum. Lapham. Yeah. Lapham. Yeah. Um, Figment. So you shoot right. that. And here's the front. Here's the crazy thing. I'll tell you this real quick. So the guy yeah. sitting in the cover with the Florida State hat. That's our friend Matt Smith. We call him the real Matt right. Smith. Now he recently—I don't know how many people know this—he recently reacquired. He acquired that purple Izuzu because Scott had it oh. forever. Scott wow. finally let it go, and yeah. the kid that had it—you know—he kind of changed the wheels, did some stuff. Well, Matt, yeah. being the mini truck curator that he is, he recently acquired that back. So we're going to hopefully wow. see that next year at Mini Nats. Hopefully, you can make it. Ah, that was an awesome vehicle. Uh, as a matter of fact, I spotted him the first time at a show. That was put on by Cruise and Customs. Yes. Uh, yeah. A guy, Bob Bill Cox, out of uh, Oh yeah, Lakeland, Lakeland, Florida, used to do mini truck and mini car shows. Yep, yep. All around the place, and he was he was drawing them in. He just drawing them in from everywhere. So he he and I got to be friends, and he would pay my way to go, and because he knew he knew I was you know limited sure. funds, and he says, "I'll get you a hotel." I'll give you a voucher for food. I'll do those as long as you come and cover my show. I was like, okay, let's do it. So um, I saw him at a show in, I saw Scott uh, with the truck at a show that Bill did. And I think it was Cocoa Beach. I can't remember exactly, but I think it was a Cocoa Beach show. And the truck was not finished. And I saw Scott and we talked for a while. And I said to him, I said, this truck is awesome, but I can't. You know, I need to have, you need to do a little bit more to it. He goes, you tell me what, and I'll do it. And literally he went out. The, I mean, the engine was in there. The paint was on it. <clears throat> I think there was a few things with the interior that needed work. Uh, but 
probably two weeks later, he calls me back. He goes, it's done. And I go, what do you mean it's done? He says, <laughs> it's done. I go, okay. As, as in, you're not going to do any more? He says, no, in that I've done everything that you've said. And I said, okay, let's, let's see it. So he drove from Cocoa Beach or Orlando down to West Palm uh, for a show that I said, okay, bring it to this show and let's take a look at it. And he says, okay, I'm driving it. I'm right. Actually, he trailered it, I think, that first time. Brought it down, and I was like, yeah, this is cover. This is cover truck right here. This is a cover truck. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I called up Steve and said, Steve, I got this truck. It's Metal Flake Purple, Isuzu, uh, convertible roof. Rear engine. With a Alls 88 V8 chrome to the hilt in the bed of the truck. He's like, really? I said, yeah, you're not going to believe this thing when you see it. He's like, oh, what, what is it? I said, it's an Isuzu. He's an Isuzu. He says, we don't do them very often. And I said, well, I can do a cover for you and get it right out. And he says, okay, let's do it. He says, but do me a favor. Do you have any more Isuzus around there that are custom that, you know, because we could do an Isuzu issue. And I, I knew the guy with the white truck from another show in Miami. And I called him up the morning of the shoot. And I said, dude, are you doing anything? Oh, no, I'm just sort of hanging out with my girlfriend. And I said, all right, you got enough gas to drive to West Palm? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was Seth, right? He goes, why? He goes, why? And I said, well, I'm doing a cover shoot, and I need your truck. And he's like, click. <laughs> and, you know, he's up the road, driving up to West Palm. Yeah. And he girlfriend were there and your your friend matt and scott were there and i said oh i got to do this one from a high angle because of the engine being in the back oh yeah no that was actually across the street from my house oh we wow did, yeah i was gonna ask literally you. did it almost in my front driveway that's so, awesome because it was so you know it was so thrown together well, we've got some ideas we can't share yet, but we got some ideas with this Isuzu at Mini Nats next year, which is in April. Oh. And we've been telling everybody next year's the 30th anniversary. Of course, Jason Bell and those guys, you know, they're carrying on the legacy of yep. the original Mini Nats. And um, I told uh, Matt and I told, you know, I talked to uh, a couple of people and I said, hey, you know, we've got some ideas we're throwing around. So maybe you can make it out there. For mini nats, is, yeah, is that the Mag Th that's Valley gonna, one? That's going to be Maggie Valley in April 2024. All right, I'll have so, to put that in my calendar. Yeah, you have to see if you can make it. But yeah, that's neat. And even though, like, if you span from '88 all the way uh, to this issue, um, which was January '95, you still were doing. You know, you still obviously, like you said, you pick up the phone, you call Steve, rest in peace, and yeah. you're able to cut those kind of deals. Now, do, did your yeah. Did your connection to the magazine start to taper off at some point? Uh, yeah, actually. After doing stuff, and uh, I, in that period of time, I had gotten married, uh, had a baby on the way, and uh, was doing the, like I said, I was doing the DJ thing. And things started happening at the magazine itself that kind of pushed me out in that they were sold off to a couple of other corporations. Yeah, in 95, Prime Media acquired McMullen and Yee Publishing, and they created yes. McMillan Argus, as you know, publishing. Right, right. Well, I mean, Steve was still there, but he was like, yeah, my, my freelance budget got cut. So I don't, you know, I'm not 
sure how much I'm going to be able to do for you anymore. And I was like, eh, I was kind of sad, but at the same time, I was like, different place so in your busy. life at that point. Yes. I was so busy that it wasn't hard to let go of at that point in time. Uh, so yeah. Um, that was a, it was a different time. And in the same thing, literally with, uh, during that span, when I left California and, uh, did the TV thing and did the, um, did all those, you know, photo labs and things like that. Those odd jobs that you do just to get by. I had been getting calls from editors of probably 10 different other books, other magazines, not just McMullen books, but Lowrider called me, Dick Deloche, wow. uh, said, Hey, you know, I know you're doing stuff for Steve, but you know, we really need some Miami, you know, West Palm stuff. And I said, okay. And he says, here's a couple of lowrider contacts that I know down there. So call them up and see what you can arrange. And I said, well, I, you know, I don't want to screw up my deal with Steve. And he says, we'll just put a different name on the story, but we'll, still, <laughs> we'll pay you. So I ended up doing a bunch of stories for lowrider with a, uh, a fictitious name, which turned out to be my wife's. That's awesome. <laughs> I took her maiden name and put him on. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And, and for for some people that don't know, too, just want to mention this. Mr. McMullen, he he passed away in a tragic accident in 95. Yeah. Which a probably... Plane. Oh, was he a had plane? A, he had a personal airplane, and ah. uh, he was flying somewhere, and either mechanical problems or weather-related, I don't know for sure. But uh, yeah, he passed away in that crash along with his wife. Oh wow! Rest in peace to him. And that's probably what ushered in naturally. You know, the boss is, you know, yeah. he's, you know, and then things, you know, in the mid '90s, things were changing a little bit, and you know, obviously, right. pretty far from the internet starting. But you know what I mean? Yes, yes, yes. Um, and like I said, yeah, they changed the magazine around. You saw they got rid of the rainbow logo yep. for trucking, and you saw how many iterations there were for mini trucking in their logo. Yep. Uh, I mean, yep. they they changed that. And a little inside story on the the logo. You know, we never really liked that original logo from issue so, one. Right from issue one, nobody really liked it in, in on staff. So it got changed probably four or five times over the next few years. Uh, and I think this number one issue is the only one with that bright pink and yellow. It is. It is. And and the neat the neat thing is, I think Logan Wade. I mean, I haven't really got inside his brain yet on this topic, but I yeah. think some of the strokes and stuff of the new logo. You know, right. obviously they're paying homage to a certain extent throughout the years, yeah. but I do think it has that hint of right. the original first logo. But here's the other thing too: when Alan Paradise yeah. was on, and everybody's going to have their different iteration, not you know creating any yeah. controversy or anything here. But you know, Alan kind of had to recall even going to the guy that maybe designed the first logo and things like that. And it's neat to hear that stuff, even that it's 35 years later. If if that's a hundred percent true or, you know, even 95% true, because the cool thing is, is like, we wouldn't get to hear any of this stuff if it wasn't for you guys. Well, good thing we're still alive then, huh? <laughs> right, right. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, the funny thing is, 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 uh, Ron Snowden was the lead, lead graphic designer for trucking and an extension mini trucking. And he and Steve were at odds a lot about, um, you know, style, 
of trucking and mini trucking. And because there was a short deadline for mini trucking, you know, Steve said, well, we're just going to have to go with what you did. Uh, but he kind of rest assured said, you know, the next logo is not going to look like that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. You know, interesting. And everybody had the same idea. Right. So, yeah. And something I wanted to mention too, and you, I think you kind of hit on it earlier with talking about, um, the Fuji film and stuff like that. When we had right, Brian, Chrome, right. yeah, of Chrome. When we had Brian McCormick on, I always loved reading his editorials, and and Brian gave us a lot of cool insight. But I know I'm going to sound old here, but when you think about <laughs> the, how primitive things were then, like I watched on Amazon Prime, I watched um, this series about like Playboy, how the magazine started. It was really intriguing. It was like his son played Hugh Hefner and it's like the first, but when you see back in the sixties, how they were putting together magazines with scissors and you know, the way they print stuff, but you even get to the late eighties and the early nineties. And it's like, I mean, you could pretty much put together a magazine at your house now compared to the the tools that you guys had, because I mean, you're talking film shipping, this Uh cost. There was so much that people just don't even understand that now. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the funny thing, too, is when I first started doing stuff for Mini Truck Magazine, I was shooting 35-millimeter chromes, and and then I started doing stuff for trucking, and I was still sending them 35-millimeter for, for some stuff, and they basically looked at me and said, yeah, you know, if you want you want cover, if you want cover stuff, we're going to need you to shoot in medium format, which if people you know that are not familiar with that from the day there was 35 millimeter there was full frame and which was six by seven centimeters and then there was medium format which was six either six by 4.5 or six by seven or something like that and then there was six by nine and this is all millimeter size of the film so it relates to 35 millimeter these days because DSLRs currently are shooting in what they call full frame 35, which is it, it would eliminate like the old film, right? Keep me honest, the little holes where it would pull it through. It's that same size um, film without the holes, right? Well, 35 millimeter was actually, uh, yeah, it was it had holes on the side, and it would pull from a canister across the what they call the film plane, and that would be where the shutter would expose it. Mm-hmm. And then when you shot it, and then you hit the lever, or sometimes if you had a uh, what they call a speed drive, every time you hit the button, it would advance. Right, that was like a revolutionary thing when that came out. Right, yeah, and they had they had speed drives that could do up to four and a half frames a second, but most of them were two frames a second. So you know, if you had a power drive, it was the fast one. Uh, but yeah, now now you can shoot in what they call burst mode in the DSLRs and. Because you're not having to transport film across a uh, a uh, exposure plane, the the camera can reset itself within a millisecond to take another shot. You know, yeah, and they even so have, far, and they have active tracking on the focus too. So if you have you have your focus set on a certain subject, and the subject is changing its distance between you and itself, the camera will adapt to that and track and actively track the subject, keeping it in focus, even in burst mode, which back then you were just like, there's no way, you know, (laughs) there wasn't, 
there was no autofocus. You just had to be good right. to do it. <laughs> right. No, that's you cool. Know? Now, let me ask you yeah. this. When you guys were in some of those offices, I remember seeing old footage of, you know, magazines and stuff like this, 60s and 70s. And you would see these big tables and people, you know, they would take the, you know, the, I don't want to say the slides, but you'd have the... Um, the chromes. The, yeah. the chromes would be laid out on yeah. a, uh, a giant light table. and The, the light table. And they, you'd look at them to a certain extent, right? Because there was a cost associated, I'm assuming, with right developing all this film, even if it's in-house. But do you, uh-huh. like, yeah. would they kind of look at it and go, okay, yep, this is, boom, right here you go. We got this. This is going to be the cover right here. Like, look at this shot. Yeah. You know, and you're looking through all there, the- and you're like, all right, run yeah. this. All the time, all the time, and a lot of t- sometimes we'd be sitting there arguing about which shot we wanted for the cover. But <laughs> right. you know, Steve, myself, Larry, you know, we're all like, no, no, this one needs to be the cover. Oh no, we like this one better, you know. And it was just, it was, it was crazy, you know. Yeah. It was a crazy time, uh, and uh, you know, when you when you look, we we actually had a custom light table built for our office. Oh, none wow. of the other offices, none of the other offices had one like that. And uh, it was funny because they would all come over from the other books and go, hey, can we use your light table? And we're like, no. <laughs> yeah, see, those are the type of things that, like, you know, when you watch those YouTube videos, it's like, you know, 10 things you'll never see in a car again. It's like ashtrays, cigarette lighters, roll out <laughs> windows, right, manual. But if you think yeah. about, too, like, even in the magazine industry, and you think about, I don't know a lot about the comic industry, but I know... There was a guy that we knew, and his son went to some prestigious school, and he got on with like Marvel. And you know, there's a there's there might be one guy at Marvel that can do this one thing really good, and he or she right. does their part, and then it's you know it's all online, and then you have the next uh-huh. guy or lady that comes in, they draw, and it's all layered, and it's just like boom, it's yeah. like you could make a major motion picture almost everybody working remote to a certain extent. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely yeah um that's that's the way of the future and the way of now exactly is that collaboration happens across the internet uh there could be a guy in new york with a uh, you know an idea and another guy in atlanta that has the expertise to make it happen and they're just skyping or you know see even just, just saying Skype makes me sound old. <laughs> You're like, I remember in my day, we used to have a thing Wait called Wait a minute, Skype. it's FaceTime now. <laughs> right, FaceTime right. or Zoom. Right, right, right. right. No, yeah. That's, so, that's but scary. yeah, that's the truth. I mean, Zoom is the same thing. And, you know, when I, speaking of, of doing that, the first time, now, we, we didn't bring it up yet, but, uh, you know, I, I produce an uh, online video magazine called RevinTV.com, and when I had my logo built or made or whatever, however you want to pronounce it, I used a guy in Orlando that currently works for Disney, but he, uh, he was like the best guy I could find. And I went back and forth with him for three months about my logo idea. And finally I said, Hey, do you know how to Skype? And he's like, yeah. And I said, do you know that on Skype there's a, um, button you can push where you can share your screen with me you can still see me but i see you uh your screen instead of you so if you can do that with the computer you're building my logo on then we can get this done real fast and he's like i've never heard of that before (laughs) so he did it and we sat there and we went through and i told him what i was looking for and he was doing it on the screen while we were talking 
and I'm like going, oh, that's good. No, no, not that. Do it a little more yeah, this way. Yeah, there you, know? you go. But, yeah. And he was like, he was, afterwards, he actually got, I what he said. He, I don't know if it was a, a Facebook or a MySpace. Maybe it was MySpace that he was on. Yeah, right. think, you know, might have been that far back. But he says, just finished doing a logo for a new client and did something extremely cool. And he described how we went online and did the, the thing. And he says, anybody else out there want to do this? I'm more than happy to do it for you because it saves me time and we can collaborate live that's awesome. in person online yeah. and from that day forward he was like oh this is the only way i'm working <laughs> right right yeah so. that's awesome now i th that was a perfect uh segue because i was gonna bring this up now revntv.com right that lands you on the facebook page no 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 revv two v's two two victors intv.com yep so what I want to tell everyone is um, R E V V I N. So two V's, Revin I N. Yeah. Uh, so R E V V I N TV.com. If you go to Revin TV.com, you're going to be able to watch and even link over um, to the YouTube channel. But the cool thing is, you can see them all right there on your main page. Right, right. I have, I set the uh, web page up to be just a video, uh, a part, a place Collage, to watch. Yeah, you can look back. I have it set up in uh, show coverage. I have it set up in feature cars, and then I have some archived. I mean, some some of the videos I've done when I was still in Florida, uh, like I had did, done Daytona Turkey Run. I had done uh, Ocala Pumpkin Run. I had done uh, at PBIR, which was Palm Beach International Raceway. We did a couple of shows there. And some of those are way back when I first started Revin TV. And uh, I'm doing things differently from then. Back then, I was using a full-size broadcast camera. And uh, it got heavy over the years. <laughs> sure. So I don't want to give away secrets. Right. I mean, unless, unless you've seen me at the car shows, uh, you would not realize that we don't use those big, giant cameras anymore. Right, right. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I like that, you know, bumping into you and meeting you at the Spark Show, one of our favorite shows yeah. uh, in Sevierville, uh -huh. the cool thing uh -huh. was is that I, I had seen your, your YouTube channel, and we exchanged a comment here and there, and it was right. neat to go on your website afterwards because, like, you have ballistic, two ballistic on there as a tribute. You yeah. have hot rods. You have full-size trucks. You're, you're not just one, um, you know, one kind of uh, automotive website. Well, right. That, that kind of reflects what I went through in my transformation from mini trucks because, you know, I, I started out as a mini truck guy and, you know, I owned a Toyota, uh, 74 Toyota truck. And, you know, back then, uh, you know, you didn't do much to them. I mean, I put like craggers on it and fat tires and uh, like a, a ground effects kit. Uh, but that was it. And then, you know, as time went on, I started looking at, you know, the other cultures of rotting you know besides uh mini trucks you got the muscle car guys you got the street rotters you got the um the big the full-size pickup truck guys uh there is so many different iterations of the culture that i had to reflect that when i did Revan tv you know i couldn't just pick one you know and that was one thing that kind of i understood later on after about 
you know, working for magazines that were specific to one genre was that there are so many different ideas from people. They all have, oh, I don't like many trucks, but I love 34 Fords or, uh, you know, something like that. They're, and they all, you're all one group, but you keep yourselves separated. Right. And to me, you know, you're all in it at this you're the whole all the ideas are all together the same and that's what to me is impressive about the mini truckers of today is they are throwing some tried and true hot rod tricks into their mini trucks that are just you know so cool you know to see a guy doing suicide doors i mean those have been around for a hundred years People are doing, you know, the the build up of the mo the engines the same way. Now, obviously, there's so much more technology there too. You've sure. got the the fuel injection. You know, you've got so much more going on there that both the street riders, the muscle car guys, the full size truck guys, the mini trucks, the Volkswagens, everybody is they're working out of the same basket, kind of of technologies and trends and you know you're kind of it's kind of crossing over and you know i hate to go to a show and see you know a group of guys that has put themselves into a corner and they won't talk to these old school riders or the rider old school riders won't come and talk to the mini truck guys and it's kind of sad yeah, yeah, because we're all in it for the same love, the automotive world. Here's something right. I want to reinforce, though. We're talking with Doug Cole, R-E-V-V-I-N-T-V.com. Yes. One thing that we didn't really spend a lot of time on, but I wanted to highlight it is, if you go to his website, you're going to see, not only was he the Truck and Magazine feature editor, but uh, you've got deep inroads to the commercial producing side of the house from an ABC affiliate affiliate standpoint, and that's big right. stuff, right? Because there's pressure there, there's ad sales that go along with now we have to produce this content, we want to make our clients right. happy. So you've been able right. to me to take some of the editorial stuff, mix that in with some of your uh, affiliate stuff with ABC Television, and oh by the uh -huh. way, you've got a very nicely well produced. Uh, Revan TV um, content, if you will. Yeah, yeah, and that's see that that's part of it is uh, you know after, after going through the broadcast uh, industry and learning the ins and outs of of content creation and editing for uh, impact that you know it carries over into what you see in on Revan TV because uh, you know it's gotten really easy for people to do. Uh, videos that they're not applying the basics a lot of times and it uh, you know I don't want to say that I'm better than anybody because everybody's got their own style sure but my influence it comes from television commercial work and news where you had extremely limited time frame to get your message across talking sometimes a minute or two minutes right I mean we see kind of that uh, it's things are a little sped up on TV, right? Because you got to keep their attention. Yeah, you got you keep in mind that television only has so much time, and they have to cram everything they want to into that time frame. Where on the internet, it's open ended. You can go one second to two and a half to three hours if you really wanted to. Sure, but 
the the one thing about Google Analytics and uh, YouTube Analytics and all that is they track viewer retention to down to the millisecond in some cases, and you can see where um, most people's attention span these days is very minimal. Yep. So it's great. You know, if you've got time to sit there and watch an hour-long, you know, video on how to weave a basket, but... Uh, not everybody you know, does, or not everybody wants right. to spend an hour learning that. <laughs> right, and they get they, they get bored very quickly. So, you know, the whole idea is, is to catch their attention right off the bat and keep it. And, you know, I'm, I'm guilty of it. I want my videos to go for longer, but I'm like... You know, I know I can't do that. So I have to make it fast paced. I have to make it engaging and not very long. So yeah. the longest one I've ever done is 17 minutes. And, and I feel like that was way too long. But you get to a point where you need to keep it so short that your editing becomes quick and, and fast. And uh, it's funny because I just did a, a video for... Um, Dave Hoke out in uh, Townsend, Tennessee, and he does a show called the AD Nationals, which is all about the early 50s, late 40s to early 50s uh, Chevy trucks, and which were at the time called ADs for the advertising that was focused on advanced design. Uh-huh. And that's what they were calling them were ADs for that short period of time that's what they, they were ad trucks so if you ever see that maybe i've imparted some knowledge Heck on yeah <laughs> but uh ad's are the rounder version of the chevy trucks from 1948 till 55 after that they get a little more squared you know squared off but and they're at that point they're just called next gens or you know type twos or whatever you want to call them sure but uh they, I just did a video for, for that show, and it incorporated some of their crews as well as the show itself. They do a cr- cruise through the Smoky Mountains on the, on the Friday night before the show, which is pretty neat if you think about it. Because uh, you see a line after line of these just beautiful AD trucks, and they're all cruising down this the Foothills Parkway. It's pretty neat. But I did this whole video for him and, and sent it out to him. And the first thing he was said was, wow, that's some fancy editing. <laughs> that's awesome. I know. And that's what you're going to get. If you guys just do me a favor, check out REVVINTV.com and, and show Doug some love and um, yes, if you, I appreciate you know, not only check out his website, but when you, you know, some of these videos will link you over to the YouTube, just subscribe there as well. I know some of you guys want to go right to YouTube sometimes, but going to the website makes it kind of nice and curated, uh, for all the content. But, but Doug, yeah. dude, it's, it's been, a, it's been really cool chatting with you. Um, is there anything else that you think we maybe left any gaps or holes and, and that we need to hit on? I'm sure there is, but you know, we've, we're already at an hour and 22 minutes. So (laughs) yeah. And and I just want to say, listen, we, we salute you. Um, I do want to say this too. Um, Uh our our friend Ed is a great guy, a big supporter. Uh, he, he mentioned, I was texting with him this week and I said, Hey, what do you want me to bring up? Uh, he said, you know, he didn't know all the history that Doug had with mini trucking. Um, he recalls at shows that you would stop and talk with these guys. And he said, for all I knew, he was just another Florida photographer uh, submitting photos. 
Um, he said one time you saw him with a camera and video camera on a tripod and asked, you know, who I was and who I was shooting for. And he said that, you know, you guys kidded around and, you know, he just really appreciated, you know, kind of how kind you were and that you weren't bigger than, you know, the local enthusiast, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I learn from every encounter I have with, you know, enthusiasts and, and owners and builders. And so to me, talking to you guys this is an education, uh, learning, you know, how did, how did you come up with that idea? What are you doing here? What is that about? You know, everything is, a, you know, an education to me. So I guess I go out of my way to, to find people that have done something unusual and find out where they got that idea and, and why they did what they did. And then exactly what the effect of it is too. Cause you know, sometimes an idea is a great idea, but it, may make things worse so (laughs) yeah but like you said if you you know there's that old comment or i'm sure it's a quote you know it's like we never stop learning and that's one cool thing that i've always um thought about is when you go to a show and you interact with people or you see something cool stop for a minute if you've got it and and talk with them about the ride because a lot of people especially someone like yourself that shot for a national publication and has other inroads in media you know it means the world to them and for someone like ed who's well respected in our area you know to remember that you know that those are good you know you had yeah. countless interactions like that but it's still neat to yeah. have someone reflect on yeah. that but doug yeah. i can't thank you enough exactly. you know and and like i would tell everybody again you you think of four you had four cover credits to your name but countless other tech articles and features we've learned a little bit even with lowrider magazine with different aliases yeah. and stuff and it's really neat that you shared your history with us man well, actually, actually, yeah, the the four cover shoots that you have or you're talking about are just for, for truck, just mini, mini truck in, yeah, yeah. I have I don't even know how many with truck in. Yeah, I was going to say with truck in, and then possibly other publications. Yeah, I did I did covers covers for Street Rider. I did covers for uh, All Chevy Magazine. I did covers for. Uh, I, even VW Trends. I think I have one or two. That's but, awesome. Just so you know, I'm not just American. I have publications overseas too that are using my stuff, or, wow. or did you? I had a Japanese magazine use uh, one of my shots that was slated to go on uh, trucking, and then uh, a German magazine actually was all about the neon stuff. They wanted to know about the neon, so it was. It's just so funny, you know, when you get into this, the the reach that you have all over the world and it's it's unique and and uh unusual at the same time it's just you know you just never know what's going to come about even even you you know just a quick shout out to jason um he had the video blog about the first issue of mini trucking and my nephew-in-law saw it and he sent it to me oh wow that's That's how it happened wow Right, yeah. He saw it. He says, hey, isn't this the magazine you used to work? And I go, yeah. I said, send that to me. So I, I downloaded it and watched the whole thing. Yeah, and, and I, I was, think yeah. yeah, and I think you commented, and Larry even commented, I think, on one of them, but I think you commented, and I was like, man, we got to link up. So it was neat when we were at the Spark Show, you came yeah. over, and... Um, you know, it's it's so neat, and, and I just got to throw this out there for everyone, you know, that doesn't know, Mini Truckin' Magazine is back. Um, it's Mini Truckin' with an I-N uh, magazine. Right. And, right. and uh, what I would tell people is, um, 
go out there and support the cause. You know, it's pretty neat that you were both, yeah. uh, Logan Wade and yourself were both there, and Logan's leading that effort. <laughs> and as you can imagine, you know, it's an uphill battle, but, you know, the passion that people have, I think that really drives some of the things that, we're, that we love. And right. I certainly um, would encourage people to get on board and get ready because next year is going to mark the 10th anniversary of the magazine going away in May of 2014, <laughs> and they're looking to basically wow. have minimum of three issues in print next year. That's the 10th anniversary of Mini Truckin's demise, you Demise, said? yeah, May of 2014 to May of wow. 2024, if that's... But uh, now it's more, as you know, it's going to be more homegrown, you know? Yes, yes. It'll so. be it'll be a lot of... Uh, a lot of East Coast stuff, I think, right? Less less of the West Coast. Yeah, I think he's going to try to mix it in, but I think, obviously, the, things have changed a little bit, and our, some of our good West Coast people have even acknowledged, you know, the West Coast really late, as of late, hasn't had as many shows. I mean, they're not down to right. zero. Don't, don't, don't get me right. wrong. Um, no, but there's right. there's a lot of Midwest, there's a lot of South. We call it Third Coast down in Texas. So yeah. I think there'll be a good mix, but certainly where Logan and those guys are located, kind of in the, I think the Tennessee region, uh-huh. you, as you know, you can get to like an offshoot of anywhere. So like literally, they can go shoot features and hit all these different shows. Yeah. Whereas yeah. you know, I'm in Florida. It takes me four hours almost to get out of the state. You know. Yeah. Yes. True. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? It's like a seven-hour state, right? If you go right. tip to tip. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a long but, drive for sure. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate. Well, you know. Yeah. Sorry. If I could encourage anybody out there that is interested in becoming someone that like supplies uh, photos and and stories for you know myself, Revan TV. Or, you know, the new mini trucking or uh, even, you know, like Dan Ledbetter has, re- has refired the VW, VW Trends. Trends. Yep. Yeah. They're back in the in print now, too. And, uh, you know, it's like you said, it's a grassroots thing. These guys that are fans of the originals are like sad to see them go and they're trying to bring them back in their own way. Uh, and the reason I did Rev and TV was I just... I just felt like I wanted to be back in it. And the only way I could think to do it on a budget was through the internet and combining my experience from the public publication and from television. I said, there's just, there's no question. It's a no brainer. Boom. Right. It has to be a, a, an online TV. And that's why I added the TV in there because I wanted to push the fact that it was video. So, um, you know, Hopefully you guys can sit through, you know, a three and a half minute video on the show. Yeah. And I will make sure we push it and tell people, Hey, check it out. Support someone that supported our hobby for many years, including the infancy, if you will. And uh, we can't thank you enough. Do we salute you and to you and your wife, you know, enjoy the rest of the week, brother. I appreciate you doing this and I appreciate you and the, and the following you're building. So it's, it's great to see it. Dougie Culp, one of the OGs, the legends, if you will, from a mini trucking magazine standpoint. Thank you so much, Doug. Yeah, not a problem, buddy. Appreciate it. Yo, thank you so much, Doug Culp, for joining the show. Appreciate everyone listening through. I'm going to wrap this up. Got to thank Joey and Tyler as well for coming through. As always, we couldn't do what we do without our title sponsor, Scraping the Coast. They've been with us since day one. Join us 2024 in June for Biloxi. One of the biggest, baddest shows at the Coliseum. More to come on that event. 
Now, uh, typically, I'll cover this before the title guest, but I'll wrap it up with this weekend, as Mike mentioned earlier, is Showdown in the Valley. Uh, You can find more information on Facebook. More than likely, many of you are booked to already go there. Uh, If you aren't and you want to find out more about this Maggie Valley event every October, showdowninthevalley.com has more information. Uh, It's going to be the 6th, 7th, and 8th this weekend. Uh, The following weekend... I did want to link up with LMC, but um, they are uh, having us up as guests for Cruising with Cruisers. That is in Whitesburg, Kentucky. You've heard us talk about that event. Uh, We hope that you can join us. Many of you have kind of jumped on and said, hey, we're going to be there, right? We want to support a great cause. That's going to go down uh, Friday with a bunch of festivities, the show on Saturday, and then we'll peel out early Sunday so that Mike and I can be back to work on Monday. That's the 13th and 14th that weekend. The following week is going to be Last Resort. So Last Resort, of course, Louisiana Oil and Gas Park. Uh, The KIK family is behind this one. LastResortShow.com for more information. That's every October uh, this year. It's going to be the 20th, the 21st, 22nd. Uh, That's the weekend of my son's born day, so we'll be staying local. Uh, For anybody that's in Florida, there is a a show in Lakeland, Lake Mirror Classic. uh, And I know it's going to be somewhat of um, a Concours de la Gance type show, but I think there's also going to be a lot of other stuff. And I, I believe it's donations only. It's for a charity. That's out in Lakeland for anybody uh, that wanted to know. I didn't mention this earlier, but SEMA 2023, I did book for that. Uh, I'm especially excited to go see my brother Randy with Two Ballistic. Of course, he's repping NC. He's going to be out there in the kicker booth. We'll talk more about that. I guess on the next episode, we got one more episode before SEMA, and I'll try to do maybe a SEMA preview of some sort, but Las Vegas, we're going to be out there. I'm not going to stay the whole week because I'm going to come home and do some family stuff as well. So it's that work-life podcast balance. We will be at the uh, SEMA kickoff party, which is hosted by Freaks of Nature at Hogs and Heifers. That's going to be Monday, October 30th. Uh, SEMA will kick off on Tuesday, the 31st, technically, and it's going to run through that week. But uh, rest assured, I'm going to do as much as I can that Monday, Tuesday, because I'll be gallivanting home on that Wednesday. So my understanding, Pat, Nickel out there is going to be out there. You know, he built Ballistic 30 years ago. And there's going to be more coming on Randy's 2 Ballistic that we'll be able to share with you guys uh, and ladies in the very near future. Uh, After that, uh, we're going to have the 6th Annual Tampa Kennedy Cruise on the 18th. That is 60 years to the day that JFK was uh, visited Tampa. Uh, Of course, the 60th anniversary of his assassination is also coming up. Uh, That's going to be... Uh, on November 22nd, but uh, we will do our cruise on the 18th uh, of November. Uh, Daytona Turkey Run, also known as the Turkey Rod Run, most of us call it. Uh, That'll, of course, be Thanksgiving through that whole entire weekend. Uh, After that, I think the only other show that's on our radar is the grand finale. Uh, Craig and team, that's going to be in Homa, Louisiana, the 8th, 9th, and 10th that weekend. So there you go. The show updates is brought to you by our kinfolk at The Spark Show, as we mentioned earlier, thesparkshow.com. More information coming on their 2024 event, which I believe is going to be their 11th annual. That's always in severe 
Louisville, Tennessee. Uh, the podcast updates, the only one that I have is if you're an early listener, we're slated to end our, our recent pre-sale on that Friday, day one. However, we may extend it through Sunday and submit the order on Monday to Graphic Disorder. We've got a Mazda, Chris Anders Mazda that appeared on our River Run shirt, but we've done another remix and we have the full laid out topless Mazda Go to ourlifestylepodcast.com and order one of those. Uh, you can get three colors during the pre-sale, only one color after the pre-sale ends. So if you want the pink or the teal, jump in now. Uh, if you want the larger sizes and the tall sizes, we don't typically stock those because we're very, very small and we don't have the room or the the capital to, to just have tons and tons of shirts in stock. Uh, so uh, ourlifestylepodcast.com. Podcast updates brought to you by Graphics Mafia, G-R-A-P-H-I-X, mafia.com, if you want stickers or decals for your business. Uh, last but not least, uh, the Eastbound Get Down FAQ. We uh, covered a few of these earlier uh, with Miggity Mike before he had to drop, but um, I would just encourage people to go to Eastbound Get Down Show, just how it sounds, altogether.com. You're going to see that iconic graphic disorder artwork at the top, the show schedule, hotel info, sponsors, contact information, you name it. They've done a great job on this website. And you can pre-register for purple, uh, for red, these different areas, the pavilion VIP. It's all right there. They even have the sound uh, side of things, eastboundgetdownshow.com. The Eastbound Get Down FAQs for this week is brought to you by CNS Metalworks. We've told you time and time again, cs-metalworks with an s.com. Uh, also, CNS Metalworks on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, Chris and team are doing some really cool stuff. We recently heard from Ruben. They just laid out another Impala, super clean. And oh, by the way, it's not on juice. It's on air. So pretty cool stuff. If you want to bag your ride or if you need AccuAir, Universal Air, bags in general, Hit up Chris Burns at C&S Metalworks. Let them know that OLP sent you. We can't thank you guys enough and the ladies out there for all the support. Be safe. Rest in peace, Papa Smurf. It's the sixth anniversary this month. It's always tough for me. Losing my pops in October, and I'll be thinking of him. Appreciate all the love. Much uh, respect to Doug Culp and family. Stay on the rise, everyone. We are cheer. Oh, 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 oh,